It is footy and frothies Wednesday the 16th of September on a magnificent spring evening in the uh, bowels of Western Sydney. Uh, glorious day here. Good track racing. What a time to be alive, eh? Finals footy on the horizon for some of us. It's the happiest I've seen you since Thursday. <sighs> yeah. Ah, well, you've got to move on at some point. David, how are you? Very well, mate. Very well. You? Good. Good. Much better week this week than last. As yes. For all the negative reasons we talked about last week. But uh, yeah, Training up a new employee at the moment, so it's always interesting. For you. No, he's good. He's a good one. So. Just say, right, yeah. this is compulsory in the chuck. It must be set to podcast. this channel. <laughs> <laughs> Two-hour podcast on a Thursday. And our usual part of the furniture now, Ollie's back as well. Yeah. How are we, guys? Well, thank you, Oliver, for asking. Yeah. How's the, how's the week treated you? Well, same old, same old. I don't get up to much. Um, down here at the beautiful Grey Gums. Once again, we love it here at the Grey Gums. At least I do. So, um, that's right. Keen to get started. Um, you must be happy. Two in, what, two in a row for the Titans? Three. Three in a row. First time since 2017. Oh, may as well get out of the way early. Um, I get the slap this week for even contemplating giving Brisbane. In fact, which I did, and cost me the round. But anyway, no, I did. Oh, yeah, no, I did. Yeah, anyway, I deserved it. So, anyone you got wrong? Yeah, it's pretty. Oh no, I tipped the Warriors. No, I tell a lie. Uh, but uh, the untippable should have remained at untippable. Yes, they did. And no. some good English from me early on. <laughs> <laughs> you had a um, positive weekend on the punt. Mm. Five out of eight margins and eight out of eight results. So. Head to head, happy days. Bit of a key. any try scorers. Um, yeah, I got. Uh, who was it? The we were here. We watched it together. The team that was not fancied to score first at all. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, and we got fifteen dollars for a winger. No, it's for Yeah, yeah uh, the, the Melbourne game. Cowboy in the winger. Because <laughs> I picked, I picked up uh, Tino next try and play. Yes, called it. <laughs> In advance, I called my shot, and there it was. That's why there's some bit of life back in your eyes. Yeah, I was no. getting a bit worried there about you, mate. There was like absolute hate for anything mentioned in finalists whatsoever. <laughs> in we the NRL, started. You give, the it time. Super coach. <laughs> give it time. Give it time. finalists. Wasn't I so excited when I thought Tedesco was when he rested, and now he is, and week late for you. Everyone's just going to trade him anyway. It's boring. <laughs> anyway, yeah, if you got any left, way to suck the life out of me. Yeah. Um, yeah, some interesting Supercoach stuff to discuss, actually. Uh, we'll get to that shortly. Should we do a review, though? That's generally what we do to this part. That's generally where we start. Tigers 24, <laughs> Souths 26, four tries apiece, 72% completion for the Tigers. sucked life right out of it, didn't you? <laughs> well, it was a good three minutes and 13 seconds. Okay. 75% completion for Souths, 26 out of 36 sets for the Tigers and 30 out of 40 for Souths. Four line breaks to the Tigers and five to Souths. 19 tackle busts apiece, 10 offloads for the Tigers. Tigers 6 for the Rabbitohs, 364 tackles to 347, Tigers gave away 3 penalties, Souths gave away 4, 14 errors to the Tigers, 10 to Souths, 2 sin bins to the Tigers and 1 to Souths, Grant with 48 tackles, Cook with 58, no for over 167 metres, Gay Guy with 217, Supercoach points with Garner with 78, Grant with 75, Campbell Graham with 96, another one that you let go, and Cook for 84. And I let them be free. They thrive. <laughs> Take the shackles off. Anyway, you can talk first, Ollie. Yeah, sure. Stop uh, wallowing in my own self-pity. And well, 
if I was a Tigers fan, I'd be ripping, ripping my hair out. Um, it, it seems over the past few weeks there's been a, <laughs> a couple of results where the Tigers have been down and they've come back and they've either just won against Manly or they've just lost like this one here against South. And I think they end up just... Oh, who, who was it? They just lost to someone the other week as well after a little bit of a comeback. But, um, yeah, the Tigers, I mean... Uh, Penrith. But Penrith, yeah, Penrith fan now. Parramatta. Parramatta, yeah. I mean, are you Not big teams. Running like down memory lane. Uh, loving every minute of that. Oh, let's go back to 2011. What about today was the, the day of 2011 where. Uh, don't talk about it. Uh, it popped up on my cousin's thing and it popped up on my memories on Facebook. 2011, this yes, day. I saw that. Was the day the Warriors beat us in the semi final and all Lottie had to do was put his hand on Christian in her. And we would have been through to the the big dance. Prelim. I would have been a prelim, sorry. Against Melbourne, Against Melbourne. Against Melbourne. Yeah, we would have beat them. Um, <laughs> yeah, that team. Yeah. But anyway, we haven't made the final since. So, hey. Tigers were tough in that first 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> he talks about your analysis. South started <laughs> to win their, win their field position. Um, and the Tigers were starting to get on the back foot. And there was a one big drop ball off Twile right in the middle, 20 metres out. And a couple of tackles later, South score. Um, and then they went on a run for 20 minutes where they scored some really nice tries um, in the back line. Uh, there were some nice touches from Walker passing to space rather than to players, just floating it out into a gap and having them run onto it, and it was really... And I wonder how intrinsic it is. really nice. I think they'd got the stage where Latrell and him had that repertoire, yeah. like the, the to knowing where you're going repertoire, yeah. and when you've got... And no knock on Alan at all, but you just don't have that build-up... Um, Relationship oh. over a year, you're not going to be in some good signs there, but there was there was a two nice floated passes to Alan actually, who one he provided for his outside man, and another time he split them up himself. But um, was it that first try yes. Corey Allen scored the wrap that around, was, that was, yeah, that pass was really into space, yeah. and, and at that point it looked so, sort of like a Latrell Mitchell Cody Walker sort of link up. They, and they, that ball was been pretty a couple good. of meters out in front of him, like yep. he had to run onto that. That was um, yeah, really well timed attack, and their attack is humming at the moment compared to um. A few that are a bit clunky, but um, yeah, then uh, then we had the bins 10 minutes into the second half. Three uh, bins within 10 Well, minutes. there was the three phases of the game, four phases of the game, really. Um, because the second, oh, sorry, the, yeah, the back the end of the, the back end of the, end of the first half, half they had pl- they, they went on their little run, uh, and looked good. The Fords match it, it did coincide, I guess, with a couple of South Fords going off. But yeah. oh, sorry, yeah, I missed the, the, the um, last ten to fifteen minutes of the Tigers but in we'll, that first half we'll, where there was impressive. silky as well. Yeah, was uh, I really like Dewey City straps. I, I'm not, he's not a fullback. Maybe he's a fullback, but uh, he is a genuine quality center or can be yep. something there. He's obviously a very good kicker, which is we've been missing all year. And two um, nice tries in that five minutes there. They were some impressive attacks. Um, but the, the key to it all, and the key to the second, the first part of the second half was Benji Marshall. Mm-hmm. When he had the ball in hand, he looked like one of the best players in the world. Simple as that. And, um, and then, yeah, as I said, we had the three bins in ten minutes, um, and then the Tigers did such a good job to hold them out until what was it, five seconds or something? Yeah. Before they five came he came back on. They, they, he ran back on right as the conversion. And I reckon taken. if they keep him out for that five seconds, they probably win well, that game well, because they were so fired up after yeah. everybody was burned. Yep. It was thirteen on thirteen. The Tigers yep. won the aggression. They won the they won the physicality and the, and that try was that, that, that was just like a try that had to happen. It was just like they've done what they possibly could for as long as they could, and it was just the numbers in the end on the edge of the on the outside edge. Uh, Campbell Graham quality finisher. I know the second trial was pretty straightforward, but. Yep. 
knows how to find a tr- the try line. But it's just a supporting attack from both sides. It makes your attack so much stronger, and you could see it out there. It's, it's good to watch when they're, they're getting plenty of support from their ball runners. The thing is, if you just knew Ben, like, and here, the dumb thing is, with, I was just saying earlier about the incentive-based stuff they've offered at a car. If you found Benji the 150 you're going to offer the extra at a car, you'd be excited about next year when you put, we'll talk about later, you put Tama on that team, you put out a current team, you can get excited. But, Even uh, if he's not in a position to play, mate, he, the way he'd be able to coach apparently they've the now young o- fellas that are They've in apparently his, offered him an ambassador, role, ambassador role, which yeah. would be part of the team but not playing. What, for next next yeah. year? No, he, I don't. I, he, well, he said he still has one more year left in him. I don't want to turn He looks like he's a, got one year left yeah, in him. He does. He's, he's, looks like he's got twisting the tail, and I really hope it is the romantic twist in the tail, but um, the Adokar stuff Gone south, yeah. and uh, you never know, but you live in hope, don't you? Um, what else to take out of the game? So, we I was talking up south as um, top four, are they still? Looks a little soft under the blowtorch. I thought, yeah, when push came to shove, the defense, I just think that even though we look the Tigers look sharp. There's still some softish tries. They've got plenty, um, of, they've got plenty of attack. They're in and up. Benji um, found them out straight away with the wingers coming in. Uh, and uh, pop plan of the week goes to Kapoa, who twice was standing there daydreaming for two, <laughs> where Benji saw it. And the, you got the third one right at least. But um, there was two cutout balls, which uh, potentially a, close to one me. of them could, he could, should have got close to and probably scores. Uh, the try did score. It was a good effort. But, it was. Um, so there's a difference there. Sewell was good again. Tom Burgess good again. Obviously, you know, you have Cam Murray. Um, but it's just that, like I said, the blow... And then what happened once the blowtorch was on, they started panicking. They fell back into their old thing of, oop, 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 and then Reynolds went, oh, and kicked it away. Like, they fell back. They fell away from what they've been doing so well back to what they were doing for all those weeks when they were just a team. Yeah. Uh, and it just... It, it, I thought it was sort of glaring in a way. But... They're better than a couple of others that they're better than, sneak into the eight, so... They're, they're, they are the... Fifth best team in the top eight? Or oh, fourth, maybe. Depends. Depends what you can do with Raiders later. Yeah, well, I was going to say Canberra. It, it's, for me, obviously, Canberra is still losing to those top teams like the Roosters the other week, um, Penrith as well, but I, I But that's I the gap. At the end of the day, that well, is the, the gap. The glaring anomaly is uh, Parramatta. Like yeah. They don't belong to be at third at the moment. And and the uh, the other thing is, on in their 13-match streak, who have Penrith actually beaten? Yeah, they've had a good draw. Oh, Definitely had a good draw. They've beaten Melbourne. They've beaten everybody. That was yeah. That was a pretty fit. But they, they've had side. some stuff in their favour. Uh, they beat the Roosters in not the first knock, round. Not a knock, but it's it, just this is before that. I know this is before. The I just haven't seen blowtorch footy from them yet. Wait, 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 let's move on. So, any else from that yeah. game? Uh, uh, the the sin bench yeah. yeah. was what it was. Yep. Yeah, well, Gago is known for that niggly crap. And, yeah, it's, it's really, if you want to get try and get rid of that rubbish niggly stuff, it's really the only way you let it happen, isn't it? You just smack them in the mouth and then you both get 10 minutes. But um, well, and this two is decent punches. Brooks landed pretty clean on the jaw and then Gago got him with the uppercut. The, the twilight was, was dumb, but the twilight one I thought... Um, Way he was dragging well, it out. Stupid. We were we had. You should have just let him back up. They yeah, already had they five had, blows they had, on the ball. They had enough cover. Yeah. There's no need for that. That was that was almost dumber. That was silly. He had a bad game actually. He's one of the worst games he's had this year. He struggled but, since he's come back. Yeah, he has. Um, he made a few mistakes and costly ones at that. They. 
Uh, well, the thing with the nigger and the punch was remember when they first outlawed the punch and Origin was shit that year. Yeah, because there were bouncing balls. It was Ennis was playing head, and jumper pulls. Uh, and there was just so much niggle, and it was like the year before, punches, if yeah. they'd been yeah, 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 one of the front rows of the world was gone bang, it would have been on for five minutes and I would have played footy. Um, and that felt a little bit like that. And I think that's happened in a few Tigers games this year. They fired the Tigers up, but it seemed to actually get them pretty close. So yeah. whether that's a, it's something that builds a bit of guess who was fucking, going forward or not. Guess who was revving them up in the, when that send-off happened? Guess who was the one revving them up? Benji. Mm. Mm. Right, anyway. Uh, next year, don't worry. <laughs> we'll get to it. Manly 32 beat the Bulldogs 20. Um, from what I saw of this game up here... It was very uh, – Bulldogs came out firing. Uh, some nice work. We've done that a bit recently. Over yeah, some nice work. I, I like Dury, or Dory. I think yep. he's got something to offer next year. Uh, he's injured now. I think he's out for the rest of the year anyway. But um, obviously he was first try. Uh, w- once the wrestle was won, DCE came into his own a little bit there. Yep. Um, and, and we said that would probably happen. The best well, that's pop, his thing. If the Queensland space. halfback played like a yep. Queensland halfback yep. against a team that – there wasn't much between the two teams, but really the class not. prevailed, I thought, from what I saw. Morgan Harper, I spruiked last week and kicked myself all week that I didn't just buy him as a POD this week. Looks like a good footy player. Um, he's got something about him. He's a bit thin, but he, um, he, might, he may cop a bit. Well, against, yeah. uh, he only taken on Bulldogs. Big, some of the bigger yeah. centres, yeah. he might get a few too. injuries or whatever. Yeah. So, he's got really good feet and he's quick. Um, what, talk some stats, because I believe Lockie Lewis had a decent game, actually. Yeah, so we got 80% completion for the Dogs and 70 for Manly, 33 out of 41 sets for the Dogs and 29 out of 37 for Manly. One line break for the Dogs, constant uh, comment all year on that. Manly with eight, tackle bus 20 to th- for the Dogs, 38 to Manly. Six offloads for the Dogs and 16 to Manly. Tackles were 292 to 331, so Manly had to do a bit more defence than the Dogs. Penalties conceded, four to the Dogs and 11 penalties given away by Manly. 11 errors to the Dogs and 8 to Manly. Tolman with 37 tackles. Uh, Trebojevic with 40. Hopawadi with 190 metres. Funa with 217. Avarillo with 71 supercoach points. Lewis with 69. DCE with 112. And Paseca with 76. Who um, does provide a very good impact when he's on. It's, um, yeah, he's when he's on and when he's not is a little bit too far between at the moment. But he's yeah. a young fella and he's coming through. Yeah. He'd be starting prop next year, I suppose. If, if Adam's gone, yeah, you'd think so. I guess next year's his year mm. to be one or the other. Uh, Ollie, do you see much of this game? Yeah, uh, the, the golfing class was apparent. Um, obviously, I'd say between Manly and the Bulldogs, Manly are a side who, at full strength, starting thirteen, are probably a top eight side, depending on how, at least on paper, mm. depending on how they're playing. And the Bulldogs, to me. Those young guys um, like Avarillo, etc., they are looking very good. But the thing is, you don't want too many sheep and not enough shepherds. You do still you need, need someone the, to direct. You need those guys to direct them around. And while the youth can put together a really good performance individually, and they could, you know, win a couple games based on youth, you do need that experience to get you through the season and help them actually improve there has been like light talks and I haven't really heard anything recently that the Bulldogs want to somehow offload Dale Martins Lesniak I don't think that'd be too bad based on this season and based uh, they'd get a decent amount of cap space although they don't really need it what's he on yeah they probably don't need he, it he, he wouldn't be he put he wouldn't be on a, a whole lot but I'd say you remember he had that he had like those two really think. hot games when he first came back in and yeah. 500 
Um, I guess they all fall back into. Well, me and Damo had this argument a little bit. I think he considered him as a fullback, but he's not. He's definitely nah. not a fullback. He's centre. Well, you can see it just by Hopalati coming back. He's been their most impressive the last uh, yeah. three weeks or whatever, two weeks since he come back from injury. He just knows where to be. He runs the, the right lines and he's always there in support. Um, well, he's actually been quite good since he's come yeah. back. So. You look at their signings for 2021 so far. Kotrick, okay, great talented player. He doesn't really fit into the mould. But does he play one? Leader. Is the assumption he plays one? <sighs> Probably two or three. I think he wanted to play centres, and that's why he signed for him. So I'd say he'd probably start in the centres, which... I guess they leave Hopper White out one. Well, and that's also a reason why they might want to get Dallin out. They've also... Where does Dallin go? Yeah, they've also just announced Corey Waddell as well. Now, okay, young player. They don't really need forwards. Like... They just don't. Their forward pack is... It's not the best in the world, but Interesting one to watch this week, and I noticed is finally Luke Thompson's been named a prop, which is, which is his natural what the spruik was and what yeah. we're going to see. I, I know they're playing who they're playing, which we get in the preview. But if they're uh, signing him as a, a bench forward or even as a starter to push one of their starters back to a forward, that's probably all they need in the forward pack. But, yeah, they do. They need a halfback. They need a halfback. They need, they need both. going to get him around the field. So. And who, who are they linked with at the moment? I mean, I've seen rumblings if Jake Clifford is to move on from the Cowboys that they're an option. Also, Matt Burton's been heavily rumoured, but those are yes. two very young. Penifer made it pretty clear they're not letting anyone go. Uh, and they've played pretty hard ball for Green's not going to be back till probably round 18 or whatever it is. So they do get Green, don't they? Yeah, they've signed him. But they can't rely on him. It won't um, be till at least halfway through the season, you wouldn't think. Benji re-signs with Tigers, get him on loan until Blake Green is back. But they could get Benji. Why put them both together. Why would, <laughs> when, when he does come back. Why wouldn't you sign Benji, really? He's happy to pay for two, 250 Why wouldn't you? Go and ask Madge. Or fucking and someone above No, I mean, like Bulldog. Or... If yeah. Bulldog. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I sort of understand the, the Tigers' point of view is that they want I get to it, towards the future. They want to change things up. Um, and, uh, and I absolutely yeah. get also if they could, they would have offloaded three other bodies before him. But... Oh. That's it. I'm sick of harping about it, actually. <laughs> and everyone's probably sick of listening to it. Um, yeah, the line breaks. Manly have got some good young centres coming through by the looks of it because that Foon is going to be a centre, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's playing at fullback and he's doing a really good job trying to get his feet there, but he's, I don't think he's a natural fullback. And obviously, you've got Tommy as well to come back. DC is so. at his best when he runs and he ran. Yep. Um, I think that was a big thing. And you throw t- Tommy back in a different team. Yep. Harper um, that probably pushes Parker and um, I'm not sure who the other guy was there yep. that's been in Well, we've spoken there, about before. Those two, uh, they how try many, hard. They get a lot out of their talent, but they're probably fringe first graders at best. We've spoken about it before. How many line break assists? So if, if, if Manly have 10 line break assists in a game, Tommy's in seven of them. Generally. So that's how big a, an impact yeah, he makes. assists, everything. Yeah. So yeah, that's where it could got, change. Um, yeah, we need some hamstring implants, poor bugger. Mm. And the last thing, as you mentioned, Avarillo, and it's been one of my lines of the year, but what is Avarillo? He's a... Energy jumping yeah. out of the box. I still box don't know where he fits, but he's he's got a... Uh, is he a half? Is he... Yeah, I don't, uh, that's the thing. A he's, got, he's got six to 12 points in him, but I don't know what he... Like where you'd pl- you couldn't, you almost yeah, he's almost a fourteen. 14 yeah, he's almost like a. He could almost be a smaller peak Tyrone Peachy. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. Like obviously, as he gets a bit more experience, as he sort of finds his place in the side, he can get a primary position and end up in a starting role. But right now, the fourteen seems pretty good. Only thing is. You know, they don't have a whole lot of depth at the Bulldogs and they don't have a, a whole lot of players that are playing better than him when he's in the side. So well, Trent Barrett's got the toughest job next year by a mile. He's going to come in there and he's got a lot of work to do. So 
Yeah, and I think he was banking on taking some cavalry with him and doesn't look like it's going to happen. He'll get the captain back and um, Adam... What's Elliot. Elliot that's been out good for player. a fair yeah, chunk a, of the year. He's, he's, he's an awesome player. And, but he loses foreign and Blake Green doesn't come back to halfway through the year. So. You need to craft something there. You, you, you are carrying between... You can't carry Cogger and Lewis in the same team. And the team. board hate each other. And yeah, yeah, it's going to be an interesting watch. Interesting to watch, yeah. Penrith 20, Eels to the talking point game of the round, even though we've gone 20 minutes. Yeah. We've had getting to this, which we can probably talk about for half an hour, but uh, we'll... Dominant display, wasn't it? It was. I think it was pretty comprehensive. It was a... Oh, do your stats A little rusty. Didn't quite click to begin with, but 80% completion from Penrith, 84 for the Eels. Uh, Sets were 43 out of 54 to 31 out of 37. That's a massive difference. Seven line breaks to zip. uh, 41 tackle bust to 17. Seven offloads to nine. uh, Nice 40-20 for Penrith. uh, 341 tackles to 463. You can't make 120 tackles and even get close to somebody, which actually probably... (laughs) Eels probably should have got beaten by a fair bit more, to be honest. But um, penalties can Conceded four apiece, 13 errors to 11 with Penrith leading that count. 45 tackles for Martin, 55 for Brown, 338 metres for Dylan Edwards and 143 for Brown. Um, Edwards, 30 runs, nine tackle busts and 338 metres. Wow. Uh, Cleary with 104 uh, supercoach points, Luai with 100, Brown with 71 and Madison with 66. Yeah. Well, I'll, there's one player in particular who is going to be my slap, and I have a big ramp played for them, so I'll, I'll sort of go with the Does he wear a seven on his back? At the moment, he, do, he doesn't, oh. um, but he, well, I'll talk about him now, Mitch Moses. He's not entirely not to blame. Moses, he's a very up-and-down player, and it seems he goes season by season. I mean, as a whole, Parramatta, they're still in the top four. They're probably going to finish in the top four, but, I mean, he's not had the best year, especially since coming back from what it was his hamstring injury Calf. during the year. You don't, you don't um, need to go... Do you have your rent first? Or? You don't need to go start it. Uh, you don't need to go season by season because there's a clear MO of Mitch Moses. He, and it's the term I've been branded with a bit, is the biggest flat track bully. When he's flying, he is a world beater. When yeah, it's, it's only when it's clutch time. Completely rolling. That's right. When it's clutch time and he's got to find something or manufacture something, yeah, he can boot out. He can, he's got a 70 metre boot on him, no doubt. Uh, but apart from that, he he had one run for two metres, I believe. He's not an 80 minute player either. It seems like even when are having a really good game, good or bad, he will drop off for at least a certain amount yep. of time. I 100%. Usually when Parra playing well, it'll only be 10, 15 10, minutes, minutes, but they're every still... Game, yeah. It is farcical to think that, like, round two before COVID hit and, and in the early part of round three, four, five, people were comparing him and Cleary. Uh, but his MO shone through there. Uh, I... I... You go back to Tim Smith in 2005, like, they have a history of these sort of players that are... When push comes to shove, they don't have a halfback soon to win the comp. No one's and they don't have it here. Their forward pack, much spruik forward pack, just didn't exist. Well, Who was their best player? Exactly. And Parramatta's forward Madison. pack, for the most part this year, has been very impressive. Like, even Paulo, etc. Nathan in Brown, yeah, he's a bully. But, but mm. in this game... Paulo probably just... held his own. Brown and Madison, the rest of the pack, yeah, questionable. Um, yeah. We watched the game together RCG's here. folded... Um, <coughs> 
in the last few weeks. Uh, yeah, over yeah. over four or five. Yeah, um, <clears throat> we watched the game here together, and we <laughs> both commented on the tactics early from Penrith, and they went wide, and they were looking for the edges in the first ten or fifteen minutes. Yeah. They wanted an ambush. They wanted 18, 24 yeah. points in the first ten minutes, <laughs> and they almost if you know a couple of things went their way, they would have gone close. I, I'll just they were I, just I will, carving them apart. I just uh, and, and uh, it came back. I. I was uh, so proud of you, David, but you said it's going to be ugly around the edges and they were like, right, we know it's going to be ugly around the edges. Let's play to them straight away. Let's see what they've got. Uh, and then let's – I think I know your pop play is going to be now. I've thought about it. Um, oh, I'm a slap. Slap. And they oh, slap. went back to control and then they, the So edges, they did that. They, they said, right, we've got this. And everyone – yeah, the, the goal line defence was good. And everyone's rapping. Oh, well, Parry held on this song. They had uh, – one got thrown into touch past Source. I think uh, Luai got held up. Yeah. Two got dropped. Uh, Leo dropped one yeah. cold. And there's another the one. Yeah. yeah. So it could have been 20 nil after 20 minutes. And then it could have been 44-20. But then what they did, so then they compressed back and they, they played went back into those um, the twenty meter markers on either side of the field and just played either side of the post and through the middle and yeah, just dominated. And and they yeah. and people go, oh no, Mahani. Well, when did Corso go? Sixty minutes. He was gone for the yeah. last twenty. Yes. Uh, Luai is a superstar. Yep, he's found his role as we've said. Uh, I will finally let you have your round before Lights I get up it. the excitement when he starts running oh, that yeah. ball. Have my slap. Yeah, get yep. amongst it. My slap this week is Blake Ferguson. So, this is sort of after the game plus during the game. After the game, Peter Sterling came out and said that Blake Ferguson's on shaky ground at Parramatta. A couple other players are too, but he's on shaky ground because he just hasn't had a good enough year. I put up a post about it. Most of the comments were it's not Fergo's fault. Now, obviously, it's not his fault alone. Obviously, yes, Wunga Blake inside him has not been amazing. But you can't tell me Blake Ferguson is as good as he was last year. You can't tell me he's having as good a season he was last year. He has scored one try in, what, 17 games. That's just not good enough for an origin winger. A lot of people still want him to be picked for origin. And he, watching him in person, watching him run up and down the sideline, we were down close, so for at least one half I got a good watch of Fergo. He just did nothing. At one point, I believe there was an injury or there was a stoppage for whatever. All The rest of the players were all on the field. They were getting ready maybe to pack a scrum, whatever. Fergo, for a solid three minutes, was talking and complaining to the touchy. I don't know if it was televised or not. I don't think it would have been because it wasn't very interesting. But for a solid three minutes, he was complaining to the touchy. One, you're not the captain, so you shouldn't be complaining to the touch judge. Anyway, the touchy should have just said, go away. And two, his head's not in the game if he's complaining. And that came through on the second half, that terrible drop ball from the kick. He didn't really do anything. And... In the first half, when Josh Mansour dropped the ball, it was just a clean drop. He got the ball passed to him. What Ferguson did straight away as soon as that happened, he's turned around, put his arms out like, yeah, come on, I caused that or whatever. All his teammates come over celebrating, like giving him high fives. They show the replay. Mansour just did not catch the ball. Like Ferguson did not touch him. It's just... A lot of people are standing up for him, and I understand why, because he's got the talent. He's a good footballer, but this year is just not his year. But people are still coming and saying, no, he should still be picked for origin. Oh, it's not his fault. It's not entirely his fault, but it certainly is partly his fault. You know fault. who's coming and saying that now? I, I sort of was a little bit in a camp 10 rounds ago, mm-hmm. but um, people are now coming and saying, now people don't watch the game. Yeah, people yep. that watch maybe... Or see other people tweet and go, well, Wacker didn't pass him again. 
Uh, finish your what Which you were saying. He doesn't pass. He doesn't pass. No, and and big shout out to uh, Action Bailey on Twitter, um, one of our loyal listeners. Yes. Uh, but go and look at the work Nofaluma does for the Tigers yeah. in shit situations uh, with rookie centers and uh, in a team running ninth. Yeah, and I tell you what, while Wanga Blake Thanks isn't, for listening, isn't, isn't getting <laughs> great man, well number two, Action Bailey. While Blake isn't getting Fergo the chances all the time, it's not like Fergo has zero chances a game, and it's not like he has opportunities to help the team in other areas where he fails. Like catch the ball for a kick return for one, Don't yeah, drop like it. a big kick, a, a bump off kick returns enough to spark something exactly, and make forty meters a year. And he, once. He, has he made it this year? He dropped the ball. He hasn't. And he's still been doing his rounds, but yeah, there's been very no little breaks. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's, he's been, been getting, getting the absorbed ball. into. The line. And he gets the ball and he runs it out of his team's own end as well, which was someone's argument, but he hasn't necessarily been making waves when doing that. He's just been sort of there. He's just, at most, I can understand people saying he's had an average season, but he's definitely you know, not you know, a good what's season. What's he on three-year contract? Uh, what he joined last year. Mm. So he's on three. So you know, you know when he's going to, uh, you know when he'll be on fire again. He's about round twelve next year. Because he's at his year there. He, all right, cool. Oh, well, yeah, we'll do this, whatever. And uh, next year, around, about round 12, you'll suddenly be the best winger in the game again. Well, Peter Sterling was saying in that um, in that article he wrote or in that interview with Channel 9 um, that if he continues his poor form, he reckons that Parramatta might drop him for the finals. Do you reckon that would be a fair call? A smart who who call? do they bring in? Yeah, that's it. Who that's the thing. In? Who do they bring in? But You can't bring a bloke that hasn't played all year in because there's no reserve grade. That's true. And he's in shown up so, especially in the last few weeks, you bring those blokes from reserve grade in, they're cramping in yep. 60 minutes. So they're... Maybe well, put him in centre and just tell him to run it. <laughs> put well, Wunger, used to be so, yeah. on the play, Wunger Blake on the wing. Who knows? Well, that might be how to go. I'm just trying well, to think now who could come in if they dropped a Blake. At this well stage, nobody. They haven't. Like, they haven't had any other. Wing yeah, really I, I wouldn't know. I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't know the ins and outs. Yeah, when do you haven't been playing or power of me? How do you know? Yeah. Uh, any, what were you? What other point were oh, you making? I just said, yeah, the ambush didn't quite come off, but the Penrith just went back to their plan A, which is just roll up the sleeves and work in that middle on either side of the post. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cleary is just so calm under pressure. Like he just runs that team to a T and Martin's feeding off him. Uh, they, they've get, it looks like there's a quite a good combination going on there. That, that was a nice little catch from a short back row <laughs> over yeah, the top yeah. of a centre to score yeah. a try. Um, but yeah, Penner. How many super coach points this week? Who, Martin? Yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't check him, mate. Is he still in your team or what? It's okay. crazy. Probably heaps then. Yeah. Crazy yeah. to think at the end of last year, Mitch Moses was considered the elite halfback in the game, up there with Mitchell Pearce at the end of last year, and Nathan Cleary was a quote unquote dud just because he wasn't getting that opportunities was to run the team because James Maloney was there. Yeah, yeah Penrith sort of came back in, yeah. did it tough, but still still had a gear or two left. And Parramatta's attack, well, that's just got question marks everywhere. I don't know what's going on there. It was typified with that. Um, um, drop ball from Gutho where both of them just looked yeah. at each other and went, "What the fuck are you doing?" It, <laughs> but doesn't that it, doesn't it? It's like a run out in cricket. Doesn't that sum up your team? That like it, when that happens, that stuff happens. Three blokes all we'll fuck up at, at the same right. time. Yeah. It's where it 
it's like there's no communication. They're all just going, oh, fuck. Whereas if they're a crisp, if they're Melbourne, Papenhouse is taking it. To watch the it that, yeah. 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 So it's. Wasn't too dissimilar to when Zalesniak and Dylan Edwards bumped into each other in that game last last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through last year. It yeah. obviously wasn't yeah. the exact same. But both thing, were having shocking years at the time. Exactly. Yeah. It's and obviously, under we've got to mention. got to mention Dylan Edwards, 330 something yeah. metres. I'm pretty sure that's the highest for the entire season. And he was he was breaking the tackles. Oh, Tua like, broke the record a few yeah, years ago. Yeah. But, um, but he was but breaking. Impressive. He was just busting tackles. And he's not a big guy. Like He's quick. But. Yeah. But they've got their shit together. Uh, they should have their shit together for a few years now, and Looks like it. they could turn into a potentially turn into a dynasty team. Yep. Or we'll find out. So they've got three uh, to five years in them at least. Well, it, it'll depend when the vultures start picking off players when the salary cap gets a bit tighter. I mean, with Penrith, that usually ends up happening though after a couple of years. Oh, of course. So. But the depth is ridiculous. Like the capable uh, who's coming in because they're resting people. Uh, they got uh, Staines who's got six six tries in sixty minutes. They got. Uh, Burton's not even playing. Uh, Mitch Kenny's not a bad player. Can't even get a Guernsey. So they've done a great job. And Hetherington's playing this week. Yeah. No, he's playing this week. No, no. but you know, they've moved him right. out to another club. But yeah. <laughs> that just tells and like you he's going to come on if his eyes spinning this week. Yeah. Point he, to prove. Yeah, that'd be pretty interesting to see if they have a couple of injuries. He plays finals footy. Uh, is there a match qualification clause or anything? I wouldn't think so. Oh, no. Um, Anything to finish. So the other thing, I, what I sort of said earlier is you know, we haven't seen Penrith uh, under the blowtorch yet. The difference is as well, when you win 13 straight, it's the old um, horse trainer Peter Moody thing. Oh, the missus taken, has been freaking out over the last couple of weeks. Like, we, we've got to lose one. We've got to lose yeah. one. But there's also the other point of it is, like, uh, as I was saying, the, the Peter Moody horse trainer thing, you might have a group one horse, but you take him out. Um, to the country for the first three starts, they beat up a bunch of crap, kills, and yeah. they think they're ten foot proof, ten foot tall and bulletproof. So there's a, there's like the other side of the argument. Oh, you, you can you're going to have the, the you're going to have the, uh, the hard in Melbourne, but you're going to gonna have a team that believes in themselves and believe they can and play their way and they're quick and uh, yeah. and that can be the uh, the O three or the O five or. Uh, what has it been? Uh, 2011, Cowboys. 12, Warriors. yeah, Cowboys. That, yeah, that, yeah. 15, yeah. So that those sort of premiers, they're the ones that potentially. But the interesting thing to see is if if they go into a prelim and get rolled in the middle and get rolled, and then all of a sudden the Billies get rolled up, in the middle, I don't think though. they get popped. I don't think they get popped like Brisbane did last year, or anything like that. I'll get no, challenged, but I've, I don't think anyone will actually dominate them for more than a half of a footy. So, well. As I've said all year, I think that the Roosters and Storm are probably just a bit above Penrith in terms of finals experience, experience and that, that, battle that, scars, that yeah. roster coming back um, for the Roosters. So I still feel like Penrith will get pipped either in the prelim or the grand final. But with that being said, I, I still believe they can win it. And if they lose to a Roosters or a Storm, I don't think they get absolutely rolled. I think it's still a close game. And yeah, there is a, there's the always that. In the big uh, game there is also that. In the end. Always that exuding of copper. Are we going to get through like halfway through the preview, or <laughs> the do, we do, do we need a refill? <laughs> no. Anyway, there's also the exuding of confidence. Where if you're sitting in a uh, a locker shed for you, how would it work? It'll work out. They'll play Melbourne one v four. Oh, they'll yeah. So they won't play Melbourne to the grand final. Essentially, play Parramatta or Canberra. Depending yeah. On so, but if you're get, if you're in a prelim final. And you're all G'd up and you're ready to go and you're on edge. Like, yeah, we're, we're, this is now 20 in a row. Look out. That little – and then 
you cut the other dressing room, there's Cameron Smith just lacing his game 460. Oh, yeah, we'll be right, mate. It's all right. The prelim final. Like there's, there's a sense of calm that brings. And then the spine is all, well, not the spine, so big. Tim, the Australian Munster, and he's an origin. Yeah. Like, there is that, uh, the, the flip side of it. I'll give you this situation too, sort of clutch, prelim final, grand final, near the end of the game, Panthers v Roosters slash Storm. Let's say Nathan Cleary, he's been a clutch player during the regular season. He's not proved it on that bigger stage before. I know he's played origin, but he's never had to be that clutch player to win the game for his side. Melbourne's got Cam Smith. The Roosters have got Luke Keary. James Tedesco, they have those players who have That's experienced right. that before and can get the job think, done. Ken Cleary, we don't know. What I think, like, even assuming it's a 6-12 point grand final, who's worth that on the bigger stage? I think they're all up there. I think it's a toss of a coin between three those three teams in uh, come finals. We'll put honest. it this way. The Roosters and Storm just pit Penrith and it's because of that experience for me. Mm. All right, let's cut through uh, the next couple then. Uh, Raiders 37, Dragons 8. Probably one of the Raiders' most dominating performances. Um, just quickly, it was good to see Dufty throw some balls he hasn't thrown for about six months. Yeah, they gave him a bit extra. Um, so he got back in there. But then the Raiders just put in a clinic, and I thought you summed it up perfectly as you last we spoke. And you can give us some stats and sum it up perfectly again. No worries. Uh, 74% completion from the Dragons, 81 for the Raiders. 28 out of 38 sets and 34 out of 42. Three line breaks to the Dragons, seven to the Raiders. 18 tackle busts to 31 uh, with the Raiders topping that count. Five to six offloads, the Raiders again topping that. 404 tackles to 335. Four penalties conceded by the Dragons, five by Canberra. 13 errors to 10. McGuinness with 58 tackles, Starling with 38. Dufty with 178 metres, Hudson Young with 198, McGuinness with 78 supercoach points, Ramsey with 78 supercoach points, uh, Hudson Young with 127 and Whiten with 102. Um, I just I was calling for a bit more shape last week, as I said with um, Canberra, they've looked pretty stuffy in their attack and this week... Uh, there wasn't a lot more different shapes, but there was a lot more short passing, a lot more aggressive running and uh, running at holes rather than just running for the sake of running into a line. Um, there was, I think there was three tries that I saw from Canberra where it went through about seven different hands and that was it only went the, the halfway through the field. <laughs> and went yeah, yeah. Williams, White and centre, centre, fullback, winger, try. You know, like, and it was, it was slick and it was draw, pass, draw, pass, draw, pass. And their attack, that was the best I've seen their attack all year by a mile and um, their forwards did the job Bateman, Bateman continues to provide those weird angles and the, the nice light stepping feet and confusing defences cutting back in off his playmakers um, I thought well, obviously Whiten tipped the supercoach points but that was more because of his two tries uh, George Williams had an absolute day out he had a field day he controlled that um, camera attack to a tee told them where they were going what they were doing and they all just did it together and did it really easy uh, provided so many more options to their ball mate, uh, their ball players. McGuinness is just like the workhorse now. Like he's he does more work than anybody every game. Yeah. Like just that's just what he does. A million tackles and now he's in the back row. He's doing strong hit ups as well with an offload. Um, Ramsey did a job, made a fair bit of cash for his mates by the sounds of things. Yeah. yeah. 
40 of his mates, apparently, 100 on at 15s or whatever it was. First try. Yeah. Happy days. Um, (laughs) There's about 50k heading back to Ramsey's hometown. uh, Yeah, wherever it is. Bum fuck out of it. No, it's uh, somewhere out west as well, isn't it? It is. And um, yeah, but that's basically the 80 shining light for the Dragons. Like, there's nothing there at the moment. They're losing Frizzell, who's been their best forward for the entire year. Yeah. Um, There's halves. They've got no idea what they're going to be doing with their halves next year. Clune will probably be there, but will Norman be there? What's going to happen with Hunt? Um, Yeah, obviously, (laughs) old mate's coming into a pretty tough job as well, but I think he's probably a little bit easier than the dog's job. But It it is funny that uh, that Cook Cook came in and he's come in and straight away he's gone, (laughs) you can go, you can go, you can go. No, I think Young Um, walked because he had. No, Young Young gave his notice. Um, Apparently he's mates with Peyton, so he's gone up there, but... uh, (laughs) He got rid of Flanagan straight away. Oh, fucking hell. Why, and, uh, why would you have a, you know, have a yeah. first grade coach sitting on your books? Yeah. So Not a chance. Go. So, yeah, uh, I'd, yeah that's going to be an interesting discussion, which we'll have during final times. We'll actually we'll save that sort of stuff, actually, because we've yeah. probably talked too long. Um, but just what some teams do uh, heading when we only have a day, game or two to analyse, we'll talk about what maybe pick a couple of clubs and what can, they can actually do. My salute came out of this game. Yep. Um, and it was Hudson Young. Hudson had the best game I've ever seen that young bloke play, and it's a credit to him because he's worked so hard. I know he did some dumb shit last year, and it was well televised, and I'm pretty sure I gave him a fucking slap somewhere on Club Trev back before we were doing this show. But, um, yeah, he was amazing, mate. Um, 60 minutes a try, try assist, 22 runs, 200 metres, uh, 22, uh, five tackle busts, two line breaks, 37 tackles and one miss. Like, yeah. he was outstanding. He did such a good job for that team. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I, I, he was trending that way last year and then... Yeah, started trying to... I mean, while we're on the topic, I might as well give my salute to Cody Ramsey. <laughs> Nothing better than first try scorer for your mates. Oh, first try scorer, two tries in one game, a really good debut. I know he's on the wing. Hook Griffin's going to have have to, I guess, get him in there somewhere, the back five. He, he, at, so far, he's proven quality. This is the nines and that one game talking, but With I think... Raver and Pereira. Yeah. Be a well, is he injured? So where is Raver on? I don't know. Like, he's not, I've not I said couldn't anything. find anything. I've not heard anything. He's not, he's, not, he's, not, he's not listed in the injury ward. He's not listed uh, in the reserves. I'd say... Well, well, they probably just want to have a look at the young kid, to be well, honest. Well, I figured that they know what there's they're a one-off, out but, of the big guy, but maybe maybe they just should have the rest of the year off and go back and do what you're doing. But, yeah, I uh, think Ramsey has to find a spot in there somewhere um, next year. Well, at one point, because be, uh, we're watching it at the pub, and um, obviously it's hard to tell sometimes. But, we well, yeah, one stage looked like he had a hat-trick in the first, what, 20 minutes? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, and he gave the, um, the poor young Raiders winger a bit of a, a bit of a nightmare yeah. of a night as well. Yeah. Turned him inside out once or twice. But he's having a tough time actually. Of all of Bellamy. the Raiders, yeah, he's, 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 he's <laughs> had a couple of rough initiation. Kid coming into first grade. Yeah. Yeah. Titans eighteen defeated the Broncos six. Momentous day in Ollie's life. Yep, that's twice this year, isn't it? Twice this year, what? Titans beat Brisbane. Titans beat Brisbane. Yeah. First time. Three in a row. Is it the first time you've seen that? or Three in a row for the first time since 2017. And um, reports were that um, this was the biggest post-COVID crowd 
at a game. Yeah, so, which is, um, there's more news on that. What about that Sunshine Coast crowd? Did they not count them? Or what? Official. <laughs> no, yeah. What about the, what was it, second week back? Yeah, they had five million people at yeah. Sunshine Coast. But, um, yeah, I'm very high at the moment on the Titans. Obviously, I tipped Brisbane last week because superstitions. And obviously, I thought there was a good chance Brisbane could have won. And it was only, a, what, 12-point game. So, um. Uh, you know, if Brisbane were going to win any game for the rest of the year, it was going to be that one. But um, it was because you gave them some opportunities as uh, well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I, I, I think the effort was there from the Titans, where it wasn't as much from Brisbane. And I would say that the class really showed. But the Titans aren't that much of a better team at the moment than Brisbane. The only difference is that 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 effort and that desire to stay in the game. I'd say at well, the if, moment. If so. Brisbane, and I know they were missing their leaders, but if Brisbane had the effort they had the two games before. They probably won't. They're in that game. Yeah, especially, and that's what I went off, but especially that Dragons game. It shows you the difference, though, the guys that were Brisbane's out, mate. only got one half, and their hookers, yeah, not as, you know, rain comes out, does a tough job every week. Um, Titans played with two pretty decent halves in this game. Yeah, well, the thing is, too, the, the usual suspects last week, I think we both said that if the Titans are to win, it'll be the usual suspects, and it was. It was but um, but did, you didn't know Ash I did have... Uh, it was well. Ash Taylor's yeah. best game in a while. Yeah. Um, he's... Other good game this year was probably against Brisbane, Brisbane as, well. as well. So he seems to get up against his old club, the club who you did mention, well, who sort of let him go. And when he was in negotiations with the Titans, when he ended up signing that million dollar deal, he he revealed. I think it was on a Matty John show or something, but he did reveal that Brisbane actually came in with a pretty big offer before that. But he just said he didn't want to go back because they gave him the gave him the flick. So um, basically told him to him. look elsewhere. Yeah, but um, apparently, too, Taylor's come out and said he and he'd obviously have to as well so but he's come out and said he'd be happy to take, take a pay, pay cut, cut yeah, to that. so that the titans can bring in at the end of next year when his contract's up take a pay cut so that the titans can bring in some um some extra reinforcements um, I would, I re- that's game. actually a big thing to do because he obviously doesn't have to. Doesn't have to. But and um, I think he also realises he's not. It, it, he's not. He's not giving up part of his contract that he's already signed. He's talking about his next contract. Uh, but yeah, because yeah. uh, <laughs> that's different. Because he's not going to get there anyway. Yeah, he's, no. he's not going to earn that much. He's got anyway. no choice. I thought you were saying like next year he'll take us four hundred thousand dollars pay cut. And although it does, that's a different thing. If he turned around yeah. and said, you know what. I'm only worth seven hundred. Because that's a player. But but the thing is too, probably, I guess, play, play himself a five eight. He, he <laughs> does. He doesn't need to come out and say that. And I think the positive is too that he wants no, to stay at the doesn't. Titans. Yeah, but you know no, what he's talking you know, about the future. Yeah. And he's, he's you know what it is? It's probably astute because he's talking it, directly to the club, it, saying, "I want to be. Yeah, you know, I want to be part of." But this it's also circle. astute. Because it takes away the media read. thing where everyone starts going, well, Ash Taylor's up for sale. Yeah. Fuck, he he's not going to get his million. Yeah. He's millions of millions. But um, 82% completion for the Titans, 79 for the Broncos, 36 out of 44 sets for the Titans, 31 out of 39 for the Broncos. Four line breaks to zip. Uh, 19 tackle bust to 25, which, um, as I mentioned before, the opportunities to Titans were a little bit rugged, a bit rough in defence in points. Uh, offloads 11 to 7, tackles 345 to 360, five penalties conceded by the Titans, four by the Broncos, 13 errors to 15. Uh, Mitch Rain with 44 tackles, Carrigan with 44 tackles, Don with 190 metres, Hass with 162, Rain with 72 super coach points, Ash Taylor with 69, uh, Hass with 76, and Carrigan with 61. Um, yeah, as I said, Broncos had plenty of opportunities to take over the momentum and the running of this game. And they um, every time they got that, they looked like it was going to swing. They made an error or they just 
uh, ran out of ideas and got trapped in a corner. Um, Titans turned it up a level basically when yep. they needed points. They um, they threw it around and took a few chances. Where bring the Broncos sort of they're, they're not taking enough chances with their halves at the moment. I don't think Dean's doing his best, but obviously he's no support there. Um, Carrigan and Hass are the two pillars of that team, and the rest of it I don't know what's holding up the rest of that uh, rest not, of that team. Not yeah. much is the answer. Well, yeah, results have proven that I think. Um, Taylor, as we said, was one of the, one of the best games I've seen out of him this year. Um, got real involved, and there wasn't too much silly stuff out of him. So, but yeah, it was um, pretty convincing in the end with from the Titans, yep. even though the Broncos had opportunities to take over the game at points. See, you boys, everyone, some uh, future footy and frothy fans. Big shout out to. The random gentleman who promised I'd listen. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make six. Uh, Roosters 42, Knights 12, the main event on the Saturday, uh, Saturday night. There's a, I really enjoyed this game. There's there's sometimes a time you just sit back and go, this is awesome footy and it's good to watch awesome footy and it makes me happy. Yep. And I just had the moment during this game, I was like, fuck, this is awesome. And that's as someone who's not entirely a Roosters fan, yeah, makes all the sombrero jokes and everything. But there comes a time where you just go, "Fuck, that's good to watch." Yep. How good but are these blokes? Tell us some stats, and then I'll. Seventy-two percent completion for the Roosters, seventy-six for the Knights. Uh, thirty-one out of forty-three sets and twenty-nine out of thirty-eight. Eight line breaks to the Roosters, one to the Knights. Thirty-six tackle busts to eighteen. Twenty offloads for the Roosters, which is um yeah they got a bit more expensive with their offloads, which than they normally do. Uh, six to the Knights, three hundred eighty-two tackles to three hundred seventy-four. Five penalties to six conceded to uh, Knights with six errors, twelve to eleven. Friend with fifty-one tackles, Guerra with forty. Bmos with two hundred and twenty-eight meters, and Tex Hoy with one hundred. 186. Kiri got 140 supercoach points. Tupu got 138. Dan Saifidi with 76 and Shabarsky with 58. Um, awesome. Awesome game to watch. Uh, as everything we said would happen. I know it was a reserve grade run for him. That back line uh, was just humming. But the back line's humming. Uh, every single player in the back line scored a try mm-hmm. from 6-3 to yep. 1. Uh, Kiri's support play was awesome. Tedesco's Maybe support play was awesome. Million, million, million uh, conversions. But, uh, I even like I love just the moments where like Tedesco in support half fumbled it turned his back and still popped it off like just stuff like that was great to watch I liked how they used Sunny Bill yes uh, they just planted him in the middle of the field and just had him almost sometimes play first receiver just play as a big body because he this day and age he's a big boy draw and pass or play before the line it shows you how much the game's evolved that he's one of the probably the big one of the bigger humans on the field which he always was we'd never looked at yeah. really because there's with other f- big humans but now he's looks like a big sort of a pillar in the middle of the field they can build around for 20 minutes and just change the way they play for that time. Um, clever. Turns out uh, Trent Robinson coach. Who guessed? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, there are certain games of footy. I know people will traditionally say that you like watching those close games and they're the entertaining ones, which they are, and those are the games that you're really invested in. But every now and then, when a world-class side absolutely puts, puts another team to the sword, yeah. it's really enjoyable to watch, and this was the case yeah. here. And, and you can get the same games. You can get this score in another game, and when it's 30 to 10, you go, um, um, time for me to watch something else. Yeah, but this wasn't... Flick over this is probably good have won by another 20, too, to be honest. Um, mm. they, they, may, they have been making a lot of mistakes out wide, but that's because they just... They just take those opportunities. They just have a crack, you know. Yeah. You know the, the a lot Roos- of the time, half the time they don't work, half the time they do. But half the time they do work, they're getting points. And so. that's the thing. The Roosters are a side who know. Back of the defence. Yeah, I guess but you know, you're come, still, uh, you're you still, know still, come prelim final, they're not taking those chances either. Yeah. Well, you still you still respect 
your opposition, and this is going into that sort of you, you don't see that in the prelim finals. That they know the sides where they can be a bit more expansive and a bit more free flowing and tr- try new things, and then they know the sides like the better sides like your Melbournes, your Penriths, where they're going to have to sort of knuckle down a bit and reduce those players. Uh, but uh, it, it is the, the the really good sides who can sort of tell who to do that against, and especially when you're talking about a side who. I'm looking at that Sharks logo. Beat the Sharks last week by a fair bit and um, and are currently, what, sixth, seventh on the ladder. They're still in the top eight. For the Roosters to be able to go, all right, we can put these guys to the sword. They're not near our level and we can try some new things. And for the most part, it, it paid off. I love those moments where like players surprise themselves without like, score yep. a try and then look, like, surprise themselves. And it comes back to the Mitch Moses thing because they'll be, Parrot can be up by 30 and he scores a chip and chase and carries on like he's just won a grand final. That's a lot. And of- you don't see him for... Six, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. Tedesco does that, and he gets up and goes, "Oh, cool, high five, get back." But there's sometimes you, something comes off, and they go, oh, "That worked," and but, they they're really surprised at what they did themselves. That's the big difference between Para and the top sides like Melbourne. Yeah, it's and, a, and it's an expectation, I not yeah, a. I, I yeah. don't want to get into Parramatta like that, but yeah, no, but that's, that's just a, yeah. With these sides, it's an expectation, whereas with Para, it's still. Hey, look what we can do! But it, I don't know. It's, does that make any sense? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's also that bit of ego that sort of gets into it, and yeah. e- ego obviously ego is good to an extent. But when you let it, like Fergo, when he didn't even touch Josh Mansell the other last week and was carrying on, and I think Penrith yeah. probably up like twelve two. Paramount are an easy side to dislike individually. Uh, well, you said that in the chat, and I hundred yeah. percent agree. But I, like, like the more I watch them, the more I'm just like. Anyway, <laughs> they're becoming the team that a lot of people like to see. I'm sure they're all very nice guys. Like, don't get me wrong. Just yeah. yeah. Well, the Knights fought hard for half an hour, and they were 24 nil behind. And then, <laughs> um, and then they, when they the couple of forwards went off, had a rest. Mitch Pearce looked good for about 10 minutes. Yeah. Had his hand in a couple of things, yeah. and then went back to being Mitch Pearce. So. so that yeah, the people who don't watch footy every week will be looking at that 10 minutes and going, "I told you." <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Your point from yeah, last week. Yeah, looked um, good. He tried to get involved. They um, named him again this week. Yeah, he, um, yeah he, he got involved, but obviously they were getting beaten up in the middle and on the edges, and that it, it was plain to see on paper. Like is Tupou the full winger of the comp? But Jesus Christ! Oh well, his last two weeks have been brilliant. Well, how how do you not pick him at Origin? He's, how um, do you pick Ferguson at him? He was he was the best before he got hurt, I think. So and he's just when nothing's going on, you just kick over there and. Yeah. My, my, my point. My point is yeah. the more I've thought about it, about Ferguson, how can you say oh, it's not fair pick him anyway? And you watch what uh, Daniel Tupou's done all year, and he does the hard stuff out of the and back does, end as well. You, you could does. pick him; he'll do a, 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 the same, if not better, job from back end. And it, like I said, it gives you someone in the corner, but just a good finisher. Well, what, definitely. What Tupou suffers from is th- that past Origin experience where. He was in that New South Wales side from probably, I think he was in that origin winning series in 14 maybe, but there were a couple yes. of years where he was in a couple and the beating of crap him. sides. And he didn't play well for it. He, he didn't play well. He didn't. Just, he standard. wasn't necessarily no. terrible yeah. either. But um, it, And also Freddie Fittler, I think Freddie's thing ever since he's come into New, New South Wales in 2018 was try his best to refrain from picking players who had already played in losing series. Yeah. Like he picked Mitchell Pearce because Cleary was injured. Adam Reynolds was injured. I think it's nearly undeniable so, you pick, unless you're going to pick Nofaluma. If he does um, it again for the next two weeks, what he's been doing, yeah, you'd be very Yeah, well, because you're looking yeah. at Tedesco, White in the centres, they keep saying they're going to pick Turbo. Yeah. Uh, and then add a car, one wing, Adokar. and then you're going to have either Kotrick or... Oh, no, they'll probably come down to who wins the comp. Yeah. Uh, and because you have the East Spine, you may as well pick... Uh, anyway, 
We talk about that in a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, Storm thirty six, Cowboys twenty. Another indication of class prevailing there. And this is talking about earlier about the stuff that some people do and carry on. Cam Smith just puts two blokes over under the post and goes yeah, back and in pretty much every oh, point they score. Yeah, would have been close to it. Yeah, yeah and um, to watch it and just to watch the way he's deconstructing it, and we were sitting here watching it. We were. And I said, right, there's there's two blokes who are going to score one of these next two tries. Ran in, I'm, I I took two bets on Nelson and missed uh, Tino. Uh, no, I went Tino and Nelson. Ah, uh, Tino and uh, uh, that not that fine. The other one, Kafusi. Yep. What did I say? Not for Wimmer. Yeah, Kafusi, and then it went bang straight back to Nelson, and then I went, "No, nah, this will happen again," and I got my payoff off Tino. But um, that's my one punting story for this extreme long episode. Cameron Smith destructed a monster's a star. Just that—that that was cruise control stuff. Uh, any uh, a concern? They conceded twenty points. Or four tries? Yeah, a little bit, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Cowboys a lot of, lot of blokes first up of a spell. There's a few good options outside of the Cowboys halves as well, which helped them. Masters had probably his best game of the season, and Val looks like he's um, getting fit again. Um, if he can get a full year out of him next year, it should improve their chances. But um, 76% completion for the Storm, 69 for the Cowboys. Uh, nine line breaks to three to the Storm. 39 tackle busts to 17 for the Cowboys. Uh, offloads were 15 to 11. Tackles were 20 apart. Penalties conceded four apiece. 11 errors to 13. Um, Maguire bin. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> Tackle. <laughs> Cam <laughs> <Smith>. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Um, it's mine as well. Oh, so. go on. No, no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't. It's just as it a general. Like, I, I couldn't have thought, have thought there'd be any more dumber. Cam Smith with 34 tackles. Cotter with 39. Nico Hines, again, looks like a very good prospect with 202 metres. Masters with 179. Smith with 119. Supercoach and Munster with 97. Masters with 83. And Valentine Holmes with 63. Get that. Yeah, do it. My slap of the week's got to be Josh Maguire, like that. You've just scored a try. Two tackles later, you get sent off for 10 minutes and the other team gets the fucking ball back and they score because you're having a go at a referee. Like, come on, man. Fuck. Yeah, we all get the shits and we, you know. He could get, he could, if he turned the other way and said it to one of the other players, it wouldn't have been an issue. But he's directly going, you fucking, oh, come on. That's just so dumb, man. And it hurt him badly. Badly. It was, what, 18 points? It was definitely 12 if it wasn't 18. But also, actually, on that, again, Back to blowing smoke up Cameron Smith's ass. Um, look at how South's treated their advantage on the Friday, and look what look what um, Smith, Smith just went. Just, went, went, oh, let's just get the there. Post. Don't worry. We'll have I have two shots here. I'll pick one. Bang bang. There's either twelve points. The Nothing Work stupid. Over in the middle. Not trying to kick into space. Not trying South's to. South went yeah. for the extra man on the edges. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just no. We'll stretch them, and then there it is. Uh, yeah, their spine is fit and firing. Uh, now and if they, well, Papenhaus is no, probably a concern um, this Not week. Even that. Achilles, yeah. Uh, yeah, which could niggle for the rest of the year. They're the rest bad. of his life, Achilles, are yeah, horrible until horrible they snap injuries. and then they just go. Yeah. Uh, but Munster, uh, Hughes was good, Munster was good, Smith was good, and their forwards were good. Says it all. Do you need to say any more? Yeah. I mean, well, look, put it this way: this wasn't actually Melbourne's best game, but to put it in perspective, right? If Melbourne aren't having their best game and they're still putting 36 points on the team they're doing alright imagine like following Melbourne and East must be like a different life 
Just, just putting a jersey on on a Friday going, yeah, I'm going to go to the pub and watch my team win. Mm-hmm. You probably cop a bit more shit about it, but... Who cares? It's all right. You're winning, you're like... Oh. I'd rather be miserable, like I've said before. The Cowboys like the, like the Sharks, mate. They just miss 40 tackles a game and it just completely stuffs up everything that you're doing. It's good. You know, it doesn't matter if you've got good um, points in attack. If you're missing 40 tackles a game... Val well, Holmes uh, makes such a difference. Yeah. And he's, geez, he's a good player. And... The drink water kick for the try in the, the corner, that was... So, like, there are good signs for next well. year if they choose to to build their team correctly. They Interesting need... where uh, Morgan comes back in to that team, but... Well, they're saying, uh, Peyton, I think, back said center, he's, not a, maybe. he's not a half. With Clifford in the halves. I don't, was, I don't think it was Peyton who oh, said no, he should play Oh, no, maybe it was Thurston or someone. It, it was Thurston yeah. who said it. Or someone, it was someone. Someone around. Was some stupid show. But, yeah, yeah, the Cowboys just missed too many tackles, and they were under-pressure tackles as well. They were the ones on the line or the ones that give them the break that strips your side down one side of the field and yeah just, their defence lost them the game and it's lost them most of the games this year so I know that there's not a whole lot of players who are upcoming free agents but do the Cowboys still have an okay amount of cap space I think they need two middles though. oh well Cooper's going yeah I mean I, I've not heard it like they I, don't I haven't heard they're struggling cash. no yeah. well they seem to be able to find it for yeah. Fennel Blake so yeah and, Val Holmes. and yeah. last year they obviously signed the million dollar deal for um, Val Holmes but that was like during the year and they were still able to sign like Isan Masters and stuff yeah. past couple of years the Cowboys have been a team who has had a relative amount of cap space especially last year now I know they don't have as much but I don't think they're too strapped if they could get a couple more pieces a couple decent players maybe some you need another, they need another prop they need a bit in the middle like yeah they need Jordan McLean and Tamalolo they need to take their best they need to take running around at they the need moment. to take work off Tamalolo yeah well the thing is for years and if they lose Maguire that's a big loss I, I, I know, know to be honest douche, I think he fucking half yeah. the time he costs you half the time yeah, he's maybe. good for you so I, I mean I don't know even in 2019 and 2020, where they really haven't been great, people have been saying that the Cowboys have the best four pack in the competition, mm. which they really don't. On paper, I can understand why, but the thing is, it's because they've had in large part the, the same four pack from 2016 when they were playing well, but they just aren't playing well anymore. They're players who have played well in the past, but I think it's time to sort of shake that four pack up a bit. Yeah, well, Hess and um, Cooper haven't had great seasons. Which yeah, hasn't exactly. Uh, well, Cooper's, Cooper probably played that one year too many. Possibly. Um, when JT left, it's not to say that Coop's a bad player or anything, but without JT, he's just... He was his go-to, boss. wasn't he? Yeah. Absolutely. I love that short ball. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's get on. Let's wrap this up. Sharks 22, Warriors 14. Um, a real good arm wrestle game, a tight game, but Barney, are you happy? And uh, Yes, yes tell us this is probably the watermark uh, of my season. That's why I've got the jersey on tonight, because I don't think it gets any better than this week, to be honest, because I'm expecting three losses and out of the finals. Yeah. But um, Sharks 22, four tries to two over the Warriors 14. 14, 77% completion for the Sharks, 79 for the Warriors, seven line breaks to three to the Sharks, tackle bust with 35 to 34, again missing 34 tackles, not good enough, uh, 11 offloads to 12, 310 tackles to 356, penalties conceded 6 to 9, 10 errors apiece, Braley with 50 tackles, Murchie with 46, Talakai with 191 metres and Harris with 202, Talakai with 104 supercoach points, Mulatano with 90, Murchie with 87 and Harris with 74. Um, the Warriors made the Sharks work every minute of this game. It was so. similar in a sense to the Warriors-Eels game last week, whereas the the Warriors had opportunities to come back. The Warriors looked the better side for certain There's almost the an element of... Um, Sharks got it done in the end. Uh, you know, it's only mentioning this now. Um, 
there's an element of it's so drum, discipline's so drummed into them that they're scared to go away from that until they have to. Yeah. Like they're happy to do nothing for those 15 minutes or 20 minutes where they're probably on top. Yeah. But they need to, it's more about completing the sets. Whereas, um, spin it. Yeah. A few years ago, you, you, seven minutes out. into that 15, you transition yeah. to throwing something around. Now it's like, no, nah, let's just. Do, do, do. We, you can't. I it's good, like and the numbers look good, but yeah. you can't win f- games. Yeah. I, I feel like the, the Warriors do it is because traditionally, at least for the past couple of decades, yeah, it's the old uh, Warrior Ball, the Jungle the, the Ball. The Warrior Ball, they have yeah. been too much on the other side where they have been looking good for about 20 minutes, but then they'll make a stupid play or something. And I feel like ever since Todd Payton's gotten the top job, he's realised that and he's gone the yeah. other way. He's gone, okay, we need more structure. Just on we that need- point, a little bit more structure and discipline in that last 10 minutes, they win the game. Um, they yeah, gave away two true. stupid penalties, one with a hand on the face, which Todd Payton himself mentioned, and another one that was just a, a leg pull and a stupid led try straight to, to turn. Point, the, yeah. And they both led straight to points. Yeah. Um, they could uh, the, Watching that game um, here, I thought we were going to get beaten. They, yeah. Warriors, I thought the Sharks were going to get Warriors at the 65-minute mark were winning that game. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, yeah. Warriors got this. And then it was just dumb, dumb. And then and instant. Well, most of the Sharks came off um, either uh, Johnson supplying points or you had Talakai and Rudolph just running off Talakai's, the back fence uh, and bouncing off blokes. And that try, fucking <laughs> Rudolph's first try, you won't forget that one in a while. Yeah. Run past two blokes, bounce off someone and score a but they're the, the they're, they're the two hopes. There. Like there, you pill. You, you talk oh, about yeah. pillars. They're the, they're they're the guys next year. Next year. Right. Yeah, they're year ones that you earmark. Um, Nakora had. What would had you give this year to have? Year, what would you give next year to have Capel back? Yeah, yeah. Oh, massive. Put him yeah, back in a, in the sure. back row and just yeah, probably control it all. and just tackle yeah. all day in the middle because yeah. that's where we're soft at the moment. Yeah. And I or thought Williams was going to be that guy this year, and he hasn't been. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, the. the as I said, the the Warriors made us work every minute in this game. Uh, them, the, ah, sorry, where am I? I've lost it. The centers, uh, the centers looked lost without Sean Johnson, and he came back in, and it, it gave Ramian another leg. And um, actually, Dugan is my pot plan of the week. <laughs> he made a couple of really nice runs, but the bloke made like some serious errors at very bad times that led directly to points back to the Warriors. He made seven tackles, missed three, two errors. Wow. Um, made a couple of nice runs, but it was an ugly game overall for Dugan. Did you look at Ramian's stats? I thought he was pretty good. He was pre- uh, yeah, Ramian wasn't bad. Um, Kennedy was pretty close to Dugan too, to be honest. Um, he got himself in some ugly positions again at fullback. Um, obviously, it's hard for a bloke to go from wing to fullback, and I don't think he ever came up as a fullback, but he doesn't. That's definitely not his position by the looks of it. Um, he's had two pretty poor games back to back, but the Warriors could have and probably should have won this game, but the Sharks, um, they hung tough in the middle. The uh, Talakai is just like any team in the comp would buy Talakai if he was on the market next week. Yeah. Like easily. Like he, he's running He's hard not to like good. either. He's hard to like. <laughs> Um, Tracy's running game's good, but it, when he has to make decisions, it all goes to shit. Uh, Murchie was super impressive. He has been for the last couple of weeks, and Harris. But, um, yeah, out of that, Talakai and Rudolph were the difference at the back end. They, the effort that they put in in that last 10 or 15 minutes, they were ripping in, and they, they were the two blokes that broke open, broke them open. So. It's, um, it's official now, too. I mean, a bit of a mini-salute to the Sharks qualifying for their sixth straight final series. I only bested by Melbourne who are on about 9 or 10 and let's be honest if they weren't caught for the cap they'd be on about 20 yes, by now. Yes, they would. And I believe... did Brisbane have 18 or 19? Yeah, uh, this is current 
current streak. Yes, right. his current. Um, yeah, and I think the, street. The, the Roosters are probably on about four now. If it wasn't for that yeah, year, it was twenty eleven or, or twenty sixteen. Yeah, 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 where the Roosters yeah. had that poor year. But um, when you think about it, though, in today's game. For a team other than the Storm or Roosters to be able to go over half a decade consistently making the finals, not dropping oh, out once, not having him. to go through a rebuild, it's definitely um, something not to laugh at. At the start of the year, I don't know about you guys, but from what I saw, at least on my page and some of the bookies, the Sharks were favourites to just miss the eight. And I was a lot of people thought at the, the start of the, the year that they were going to miss it. I yeah. had them somewhere between hang, so six what, and So ten. what are your bets? Hang on, you got some standing bets going on. Do you have a case with Damo? No, no, we had a six-pack with Damo, the Dogs and the Warriors who'd finished lower. Okay. So Damo's won that one. He's got a six-pack off me. And what You've was got your... a case for with Damo for, uh, for Melbourne to make the grand final. Oh, yeah. And, and Ollie's got, got a case for Roosters to win the win. grand final. Okay. So the best option would be for the Roosters and Storm to make the grand final. And Roosters, and Roosters to, to win. And then we have two cases. And then Damo's got nothing. <laughs> oh, he's got a six-pack. But no, oh, just on that note, Damo, jump on. Let us know what you're. Um, what, yeah, what do you want to drink? As long as it's not fifty bucks for a six pack, I'll I'll get it for you <laughs> next time I see <laughs> you. Super dry. No, he drinks Corona. It'd so be Corona. Okay. All right. Um, let's get into some news. Um, no, we'll just quickly something interesting yeah. to um, we might do over the final series, or we could wait to the end of the year. Um, we might pick like three teams a week. And just say what, what where they're headed next year. Maybe we had, maybe we go from the bottom up. We'll look at the bottom, mate. Why are we talk about top eight playing? Sure. We'll go. Well, why don't we yeah. just do the whole first week of finals? And then we can review it first week back in next year. Yeah. Why don't we, we do? No, I'll tell you. Why don't we do? Why don't we do the bottom eight in the first week of finals? Yeah. Okay. That'll give us. And then top eight. <laughs> make sure we hit three hours. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, feel the the other two hours in the podcast. Somehow. Yeah. I can't so, actually have a short episode. What are you talking about? There'll be two games and we'll talk an hour on each fucking game. Yeah. So. That's all right. Oh, yeah, <laughs> still talking about how Paris sucked. Um, I do super coach. Yeah, super coach. So top eight, Daggy and Aaron both bounced out this week with knockout finals. Daggy lost by six points. The unlu- unlucky loser for this weekend. And and Beaver took such glee in waiting till Saturday afternoon to trade RTS in for um whoever the uh, Wally shit bags was. Well, Ponga, yeah, trade because he was out. Oh, he Rested. took such glee and still going over six. If I anyway, your fifths and butts for candies and nuts, as Beaver told me. So Dane and Cameron will be facing each other this week, and Beaver versus Kyle. Um, bottom eight, Marty and Trevor bounced out this week. Marty lost by eleven points for the belt. Uh, so Daddy Mac is still holding did the belt. You, oh, currently. How did he lose that game? I have no idea. <laughs> Trevor lost by eighty-five points. So this week it'll be uh, Greg versus Daddy Mac for the belt, Legend and me man. versus Shano. And he's already started sledging. And I'm done, am I? I'm done yeah, for you. Yeah, knocked out. My only hope is the fifty, uh, the $1,000. Yeah, the team of the week. Oh, yeah. All right. I look forward to next year. Yes, so do I. Supercoach right. is a horrible, horrible. Bit quick, and, uh, quick bit of news, even. Uh, Aiden Fennell Blake's been released, or well, not yet released, but been told he can look elsewhere for next year. Apparently, to get away from. Um, to get out of Sydney, apparently. Associates in Sydney, so. Warriors straight are. Straight away, Warriors the current are. Reported. The reported favourite. Reported favourite. Um, the ex player's been removed from the bunker, so it's just the referee there it's now. One ref. Yeah, it's probably tr- not a bad idea. Whatever. You don't want too many eyes when you're trying to review. No. And the ref and the ex player was supposed to provide common sense, which has clearly not happened. And then um, you I, notice when that one that goes for three and a half minutes, you know what's going on. There's two blokes in there going, nah, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just going to be, no, it, it, it cuts it, it in half. Yeah. Um, 
Well, the uh, the straw that broke the camel's back was the Nat Butcher thing. Like through the where was he supposed to go? Uh, and yeah, I think that's the, a hor- fucking horrible decision that was, man. Yeah. Like, what does he do? The bloke took half a step to his left. He he still didn't really impede anybody, and yeah. <laughs> like, Tex Hoy ran around him three times and then tried to make a tackle. Yeah. what do you do? Yeah, that's right. That was a dumb call. Um, Papali has uh, been offered a lifetime, I believe, agreed to a lifetime agreement with the Raiders. So he'll be re- remaining there for the rest of his career. And as alluded to earlier, James Tamo has gone to the Tigers for two years. Uh, the Josh Adekar talks have broken down for the time being. There's a bit of discussion in the chat. So, yeah, I well, I, I added uh, James Tamo to the illustrious list of signings over the past decade, likes of Adam Blair, Braith and Nasta. Oh, but like Josh Reynolds, he, Russell Packer. Hear us out, right? <laughs> out of all these players that you've named, I love that Ollie's Barney's named me twenty years, and you've named. <laughs> no, out, out, out of all these players that you've named, and this is hypothetical, but it it, it is a good chance. None of them will be coming to the Tigers off as good a year as James Tamo has had, both on the field and both as a captain of possibly a premiership winning team. I think it's fair to say the minor premiership winning team. How many bad years do you remember James Tamo playing? This is his best statistic. Off the best top of my since. head, I can only remember one year, and I'm pretty sure it was the first or second year he went to the Cowboys yeah. on good money, and everyone hyped him up, and he had... It wasn't even a bad season. It was an average season. And other it than is, that, he had, um, he had, the uh, turns up every he, year. And that year he had either that, shoulder or... Or peck or something. There was anyway. No, here's me, right? I'm not saying he will go to the Tigers, turn him into a Premiership winning top eight side or whatever. I just feel like when he goes there, he will individually at least put in that effort every week, and he will be one of the Tigers' better players. I don't think it'll be like Reynolds, where he or Packer, where they'll end up on the sidelines most weeks, end up leaving at halftime or something. I think he, arguably the captain, he will be there. And he will be putting in an effort and he will consistently be one of the Tigers' better players, I think, and he will be good for the team. He certainly what? won't be... Oliver, Michael, Charles, John the third. <laughs> oh, I will Jesus. look you in the eye and tell you it's a good signing. I think they've bought a... I think he should be made captain. I think they should... Well, if Benji's going. It's called uh, paid, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> it's called paid. No, um, uh, it's a good signing. It's an astute signing. It gives them the body they need. It gives them a leader. We cried out before the ball was kicked this season. Yeah. It said but they need a bigger body and he fits that bill perfectly. Yeah. It gives them a leader. Then it gives them a bloke who's going to say, like, slap them the dumb forwards around when they're dumb forwards. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think it's good. And... Uh, I think he comes in probably if he's made club captain, to be honest with you. Yep. Yeah. And going to put club in well, it's not – Mumbai's out of favour and Benji's going, so no, no one else. Luke Brooks. Um, the only thing is I would – like I said, I, I, I would love to get so excited about it knowing Benji was there next year and Harry Grant was next to you, but right now there's issues there as well. well but there we are. Well, I saw Magic yeah. – I only just popped up on Twitter before. I saw Magic come out and wrapped um, Paul Simpkins – who we signed from Brisbane. Okay. He's only 17, but apparently he was like the, the best hooker in Queensland all through juniors. So there's an interesting name that might come up next year, uh, which I don't know what that means for Liddell or Little. Um, Adokar stuff's on hold, and in a way I'd almost rather see it disappear now and move on with I, it. I think he'll end up there, though. Like, where else is he? Melbourne, want, Melbourne basically said he's still on contract for a year, so we want something in return. Uh, they wanted no Faluma. 
and Tigers said get they, stuffed. They agreed, and they released it before a ball was kicked. I think it was in December. Melbourne CEO came out and said, Josh Adekar, we've come to an agreement. He'll play the rest of this year, but then he wants Go to go on. back to Sydney. Yeah, but here's where it falls apart, is, and it's what I've talked about for. It's under compassionate grounds, yeah, but and he's come back to City for 200 grand more. Well, that's not compassionate. That's and right. this is what needs to be but changed by Volandis. They need any cash if they're willing to let him go. They don't. They just want something in return. Well, put it, put it this they way, want to give up their best winger. Right. Yeah. yeah. They want their best winger and they want the David Novoluma. I, I, I feel like... Or get David Novoluma. Yeah. I, I feel like as well that at, at the end of last year... I think they said no to Talao. No, they didn't want... No, they asked for Talao or Novoluma. Yeah. When Adokar... They keep Moroski. Oh, true. I, I, I don't think they'll see that as fair because no, they've they not won't. used him too they much. But I, <laughs> I, I feel like, too, when Adokar had that meeting with Melbourne CEO, he he wouldn't have said, I want to leave, go back to Sydney and play fullback. I don't think the fullback thing would have been in the equation. So no, that's only because so he wants 700, not so now, so, so now that it is, I can understand where Melbourne are coming on going, oh, hang on, you want to go play as a fullback so you can earn more money. Okay, yeah. well, let's... Let's think this, about this, this. Is, and this is what I've said, was it two weeks ago, about this is where the NRO had come to say, well, if you're on compassionate grounds, you can't, you, you can't earn a dollar more than what you are now. Well, PVLs came yeah. out and said it as well, didn't he? Well, that was that what it, he was intimating. If he has deemed it, then it is so. No, piece of, five no piece but no news. No, shh, shh. Well, That's right. We'll keep talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the most Breaking bit of news here, but uh, as uh, Ollie's just revved us up to do, and... Uh, Barney can do it because I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> do you want me to just do a fit, fit, uh, Get in there, Ollie. The Come on, South, go on. The look at this South, new town. The, look new South, the New South Wales government are set to announce that um, capacity for the finals is going to be increased to 50% for grounds. Um, obviously, people have their own opinion on that with COVID, etc. But at least for us footy fans, at least for me, someone who is desperate to go to the grand final and keep my streak up of going to grand finals, that increases my chances oh, with nice. about 43k at... Um, at ANZ, which will surely mean, obviously... Origin team, will be 43 too, then. Yeah. Well, obviously as well, um, teams are going to have big membership bases, but it won't be... It won't take up the full 43K. It'll take up about 20, 30K each, and then there'll be general admission tickets or public tickets, which I'll be hopefully jumping on, although I am a Panthers member, so hopefully Penrith make it for that reason. But, um, yeah, and the finals as well. You're talking 10K at Panthers Stadium for the first week of the finals. Well, it's going to be massive. Like when Me and the wife were actually talking the other day um, after the Penrith game, saying, like, how dull is it going to be with three thousand people in Penrith Stadium come semi finals time. Like that's gonna be a massive boost for the home teams come oh, semi final time. Like, and, and without a doubt Penrith will be selling out now if oh, uh gone. Be gone uh, tomorrow Penrith are announced. the finest fair weather fans in uh, in the NRL. <laughs> Uh, when they're hot, they're hot, and when they're not, they're not. So, well, I believe even last year the, their capacity is twenty two thousand. Yeah, so you get and, and they were getting. I'd say they're capped at ten or something like that. Yeah, well, they were getting um about eleven. Because Hattie Capper Hill, they still averaged about eleven thousand last still season. Still imagine so. two thousand in there compared to 15, fourteen, fifteen, or whatever it is. Oh, and you'd make enough noise there. Uh, you know what they should do? They should lift that for round twenty, so Benji can have his farewell as well. But. Um, they build scaffold outside of Leichhardt, don't they? Oh, well, no, my uncle lives there. Okay, but, but, I mean, even Chris Lawrence, like at Campbelltown, they can't even have it there. He's Campbelltown junior. I mean, he even for a send-off for him, but neither of the grounds because of junior footy. I, I thought, okay, if they're having it at Bank West, possibly you could just move the junior footy to Bank West. I don't know how big of a, a, a headache that would be for the audience. No, I but, dare uh, say probably not with... There wouldn't be anyone on that field, so, given yeah. it's going to get a hammering. Anyway, let's whip this baby home, eh? Yeah. Yeah, now, um, 
Good news, good news. Um, and uh, it's good to see that it looks like there's some light at the end of the tunnel for fucking COVID. Um, <laughs> fucking COVID. Quick note I wanted to make Almost about your Orbo playing every, and now he's got the record this week, it's coming up. Uh, Orbo playing every possible position. Luke Lewis was one that was thrown up that definitely has played. Okay. Uh, seven, six, three. He has definitely played one, seven, six, one. Two, five. Yeah. Where hasn't, where didn't 12, Lewis play or did he play every position? I dare say he probably played front row. I'd yeah. probably pack the scrum in the front row, but and no, but hey, he definitely—I I could almost guarantee he played seven and played everywhere played but front row and yeah. row, I would imagine. Well, the so thing is, Orbo won't be back for at least two weeks because I saw the other day. I'm in most team supporter groups to you know share. It sounds like torture. Wasn't yeah, he here to share team specific stuff to um f- from rugby league in my opinion? But someone actually uploaded in the Sydney Roosters group. They took a selfie with Orbo the other day. He was out on the street and they made sure to say he's currently out of the bubble because he's of his rehab and stuff. But he was just down the shops or whatever. So if that's the other day, he would at least have to go back into quarantine for two weeks. So it wouldn't. He's be playing this week. Gordon Is he back this week? He's Gordon went for this week. I Gordon saw a photo for, to the funeral for his cousin. And was back three, four days later. Payne Haas okay. went to like but somewhere and it, played on Sunday. Doesn't it have to be a fourteen day? You just need there. permission. Right. The problem with the yeah, because the problem with the Brabham best thing was he got permission to go to the shops, but then he went and saw his mum and dad on the way home and. Okay. Everything that was yeah, earlier I, I, as well. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I, no, that, he's fine. No, he's but fine. yeah, Cordner went out last week and he was back this week. Yeah. Yeah, the, just but he the, probably won't be back. The last this talking week. point, and I know we're talking, so it won't, really, it won't make yeah. a debate or anything. Um, but Boyd Cordner, the CTE yeah, thing is, um, he's had concern. three concussions in six weeks. So I know I've spoken about before, like I've read quite Said a bit it's of not what, a concussion, but it looked like one to me. Well, here's a problem, and it's the old, um, I guess, boxer getting the glass door at the end of the career. And, and you see a lot of MMA, and um, I know Peter Fitzsimmons writing a bit with Chris Nowinski. Uh, Dave Meltzer's writing extensively you know, on it as one, well. You a lot of, um, um, once you start getting that, you're more. Su- once you start getting concussed, you're more susceptible to getting concussed. Yeah. And so in MMA, you can get you get two or three knockouts, and you you you're in a world of trouble. Yeah. You're going to get knocked well, out. It used quite to easy. be minimum two weeks, and I think, for boxing. I think it's now four weeks if you get knocked out. Yeah. Then- oh, it's now close to three. And most commissions won't sanction you in three months. Yeah. Um, and then Chris Nowinski, who uh, has studied extensively because he has it himself. He, is he the ex-wrestler? Yes, and he's a, P- Harvard he's a Harvard something. graduate and he's a, got a PhD in CTE. something yeah. like that, whatever, it's neuroscience. neuroscience. Yep. Um, he basically tweeted and said the whole point of the HRA wasn't to get cleared. It's if you go off for HRA, you should be staying on full stop. But the yeah, whole thing yeah. is for, for the length of your as career, you, come off, yeah. you shouldn't be going you back on. Have a week um, or two off or whatever. Yeah, and the idea was if you fail to HIA, you should have next week off, which hasn't been enforced. Uh, anyway, it's a great area. Into this yep. thing with Cordner, um, it's now getting concerning because he's not going to sit out and he's uh, been named this week. And they mentioned, uh, like, during that six week break or whatever it was, the. Um, most of it was mentioned was around CTE, and he wasn't. Uh, that was the reason he wasn't coming back. Yeah, and then and then when he had the break, so he started the season for rest. He had a six week break, and he was having dizzy spells and this and that. He's come back, and this was the most innocuous one from the weekend. He just Head slid into the ground. Yeah, yeah, which isn't fun, but it, no. it's a, it, it doesn't knock. Most he blokes, yeah. might 
He wasn't knocked out, but he was. Do yeah, you think they're just seeing stars? Well, could he be sure. the first to be medically retired? Or well, not medically retired, but being told. Through sorry, CTE, yeah, possibly. Whoa. What's the thing? If Kiri's he has, up there too. Kiri's had quite. Kiri missed a lot of time last well. time, and they took it easy with him. So if they they do manage their players well, they don't generally push them back out yeah. to come back out there. Do you think though they're sort of trying to keep it a bit more hushed this time in terms of the concussion and that saying it's not a concussion or that it's not as bad as it is because Origin's not too far away? Well, the concussions is no one knows how bad it is and there's all these people in, in the NFL studies these people are getting to 50 getting Alzheimer's at 55 well, I reckon it's like then, the same as having a car accident like it is you, yeah you, the way the, your brain bounces around so, inside your skull like. and, and this is the whole reason yeah boxers wear mouth guards it's not to stop their teeth it's to stop their the chattering of the teeth which bounces your brain but the whole if he gets knocked out again, it's now you're looking at four in whatever. It's almost like you should, mate, you shouldn't be playing Origin. Definitely concerned. No, definitely, definitely not. Um, the bloke just throws himself in there. Oh, and like he was all, and no he was awesome two weeks ago. Like he was whatsoever. so good two weeks ago. He was good. <laughs> as well, good as he can be, but back, he's like, gonna, obviously I watched. But I don't want the bloke to be a dribbling mess when he's 48. Which yeah, well, is what happens. Like, Go on. If if um. Uh, Jeff Horn's corner didn't stop that fight the other week against Tim Zhu. Like that, quite possibly could have been the same thing. You know what I mean? Like there's points where people do have to save people from themselves because. That, and that's what. Uh, but I don't know who makes that decision. I don't know if. No, no. For, it's, yes, Uncle it, Nick goes. It's an goes, absolute unknown at the moment. No one knows anything. No one's going to know. The problem is you're going to know till months. But he might live to his 110, and he but he might get to 40 and not be able to walk anymore. It's just a. And you go watch her. There's a documentary called, I think it's called Facing Ali. And you go watch the blokes that used to fight, and they used to box every weekend because that's how you paid. One called Concussion, which yeah. was the big breakout for the CTE yeah. and where everything, like all this um, research yeah. and everything's come but from. All those blokes that boxed Ali would fight every week because they had to make money. And look at yeah. them. And they, can't, look they look couldn't. The no, they can't put words like they're Foreman's sitting there. And, probably the only one that can still yeah. put a sentence together. Well, like, yeah. there's uh, the last. No, they're old men, but yeah. Last year, I saw an interview with, I believe it was Willie Tonga. And he only just be getting on 40, maybe not even, but he says he gets regular headaches mm. that it's been of concern. He's been um, someone else has spoken about that recently. Uh, an extra memory blanks. I'm, yeah, I'm sure maybe Crocker. Recently. I can't. There's someone I don't that know says about same recently, thing. but I know there's a reason why Mario Fenix barely on our TV screens anymore. When he used to be one yeah. of the guys on the footy show, and that he says he gets memory loss, he gets headaches, have speech problems, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not really sure what my point was. Horrible. I'm just sort of – because I think they're doing as well as they can short of – and you don't want to see everyone – well, maybe you don't want everyone playing in headgear well, and that sort of thing. I don't quite know the answer. It's more just – where we're at. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a it's massive more issue. Just, it, in his case, I, I, I feel sorry for well, – I can't say I feel sorry. I need a wouldn't want me feeling sorry for me, but – No, no. It's uh, – You're definitely concerned. You're concerned. Yeah, Big on, Cockroach. When it's the Australian and – Come to the gums. One of the yeah toughest blokes to lace up a boot. Oh, the rest of it, as they 100%. say, but you know. But it might it might even be, a, a, and Filler wouldn't do it. Corden wouldn't sit out, but maybe like. Uh, yeah, we've only Uncle got Nick's going to pat him on the shoulder and say, body, "Mate, have this season off. It's a shorter turnaround. I don't want you to play Origin. Yeah, especially on Origin. Anyway, yeah. it's an interesting thing. All right, let's get into this. The, the, the four and a half hours in, let's get into our preview. Women in, it's Women in League round. It is. Yep. Um, Shout out to all the women in league. Mm. Yeah. Uh, 
When does the NRLW start up? Is it finals again? I Last it year, I don't know if the bubble and stuff was going on. They they can't at all. No, they're playing. No, that's what's going on now because the Tigers are in the. Uh, oh well, that's the Harvey Norman the Harvey women's Norman. New South Wales. Yeah. But I know NRLW is not cancelled because they? they were talking. Oh, okay. I, thought, I, I, I haven't okay. heard anything official. And I thought last year it started about round eighteen. As I don't know, no, not round eighteen. It, it must uh, be round finals. Twenty something. I, I thought they cancelled it, but they were still playing Origin. But that's what I thought. Be wrong. That's what I thought. What I heard originally. No, you're right. You're 100 right. When they first like suspended this, like when they first were bringing the season back, I think they said they were going to wait for women's and our old because it's not towards. No, the it's end just of the, the women's anyway. origin. I'm pretty sure Barney's right. Okay, well, pretty sure that's what I've heard. But unless yeah. something's changed, but I haven't. I'll be honest, I haven't researched it. But um, but anyway, good on the women in league. Good thing, well done. 100, um, mate. They're the ones that are getting the kids to the grounds and packing the sandwiches and doing all the rest of it, and you know, just yeah, they're yep. the ones that look after all of us. To be honest, I'm like excited. My mum looks and after and me. I know that. I'm excited for the men in netball round. Yeah, men in netball round. Now Lara's playing reps. Yep. Where are you going to play? Goal defence, centre, goalkeeper. attack, goalkeeper. I'll just stand there and look. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'll be taller than most of them. Above 12 years. Don't have to run. Don't <laughs> have to run at the edge of the circle. <laughs> They'll probably still beat you. Let's not dwell on this. Yep. Uh, I've got a better hip and shoulder. Thursday, uh, it is the South and the Dogs at ANZ. Uh, gay guys uh, suspended, so Paulo comes in. It sees... Oh, punchy, punchy. Yeah, Paulo comes in. Uh, Margot's out of the team, uh, which sees um, this Ford, whose name I can't read, and I've just had a mental Margo's point. out of the team. Okay. Yeah, he's gone off the bench. Uh, yeah, gay guys. I think Thompson to front row is probably the... So, Big, big news, yeah. Lafayette, yeah. DWZ out. Uh, Thompson finally playing prop, which he was spruiked, and we spoke to uh, good man Stephen. a couple of weeks ago as well. So uh, Trev spruiked him as the, the, front row the world's best prop or the equivalent. Justin Holbrook, yeah, at the end of last year at St. Helens. And that and was when we spoke Payne to Stephen from uh, Serious Bay Rugby League, he spruiked okay. him as a prop, a ball-playing yep. prop. And yep. there and you go. you got Thompson v. Burgess in the front row this week. You've got to think about it too. At St. Helens, with Thompson being one of their better players, he would have had a lot of freedom. He's probably been a lot more structured and a bit, and you know, taking a lot more information, I guess, at the dogs. If they give him that opportunity to play in his natural position, maybe give him a bit of freedom. Oh, silly. I can read balls. it. It's it looks to me like they've tried to use him as a ball-playing back rower, and yeah. that's not really his go. He's and expect him to be a workhorse. So he'll yeah. probably still give you that ball play, but it'll yeah. be on well, the, the whole back point of going was through the middle. He's probably got the know, training and look like a skilled player. Yeah, and yeah, yeah he that's right. He probably looked like he does have a lot of ball-playing in him, but it looks, um, yeah, he, he probably enjoys the tough stuff a little bit more in the middle and might get him revved up a little bit more but yeah it'll be an interesting matchup with Thompson and Burgess um, I've got both mat- uh, I've got the fullbacks and the hookers are my um, matchups for this game uh, both matchups you've got a proven solid player on one team against a, a young bloke coming up on and on the improve on the other side so you've got um you got the fullback at South's Corey Allen up against Hopawati at the Dogs, who I mentioned earlier has been ultra impressive since coming back into fullback and just seems to know his role. And Allen looks like he's uh, starting to improve and take that position on his own. And then uh, we've got the hookers. You've got Damien Cook, obviously, up against uh, uh, young fella Benji's... Uh, what's his name? Jeremy Marshall JMK. Jeremy Marshall Kim that's him and he's been super impressive over the last couple of weeks and I think that um, this could be quite a good matchup because I think he'll be trying to prove himself against one of the best hookers running around so they're my two key matchups in this game uh, I think the dogs could play a bit of touch footy 
they might start just you know, the season's gone who gives a shit we'll do everything we've got for a win and just throw the ball around everywhere but I think the Souths dominate I think uh, the first try to AJ man of the match Cameron Murray looks like he's been building nicely over the last couple of weeks and improving week on week and um, yeah that's what I've got for that one uh, yeah I'll, I agree I think 13 plus uh, if they don't win 13 plus I'm very concerned after last week it's almost like they have to put on a show here I think Cody Walker will play freedom I think he'll probably score the first try um, and be man of the match and just put on a Cody Walker sort of display uh, very direct and just run through the middle get away from the army and airing and Coming back to Reynolds is what they need to do here. I think they'll have the space to do it. I think they'll they'll win the wrestle and, and earn the right to do that. And just a general inexperience is a concern. But you look through there. There's an interesting name like Ockenball came back last week. He, he looked he, good. He, yeah, he, he looked okay. Um, so he hasn't played for six months. Yeah. D, yeah, like we said, DWZ and Lafay coming back in as well. Uh, I wouldn't be I'm surprised, surprised if Lafayette got dropped, to be honest. I mentioned it when he got dropped at the beginning. I don't understand how he got dropped out of that team. but Yeah. Because he came off the back of a really good game and then they dropped mm. him. But I wouldn't be surprised if Campbell Graham gets three tries in this game. All right, that'll be my tip, maybe. Uh, Ollie? I'm going to say Bunny's 13 plus as well. It, it, again, we say it multiple times each week, but the golfing class are just too big. Yeah. And the Bulldogs will give it their all, like they do every week. That, that, that's just something I keep repeating, but they lose, but they do give their all, which is good to see for a team. For the past couple of years, we haven't seen the team who's finished last actually give that much effort no, consistently week in, week not. out. So the Bulldogs are definitely a good team to watch. I'm going to go for a bit of a bold one here just because I'm pretty high on him at the moment. I'm actually going to say Corey Allen, man of the match. And I know that might be hard because you, all of his good no. plays will come through Cody Walker. I can see that. But um, I, I'm going to say, you know what, he's up against the team, last on the ladder. They've just re-signed Alex Johnston. Corey Allen's going to be doing everything he's he can to, inject to himself nicely. Yeah, to remain that in that squad. Line. He's got to do something big. And I think if he if he is going to do something big and he is going to have a proper proving ground match, it is going to be against the Bulldogs. He, he's got the momentum. He, he's living up to the potential the past couple of weeks, whether it's been in fullback or on the wing. Yep. So I'm just going to inject him in there this week as my man of the match. I think he's got it. And you know what? First try scorer as well. Might as well. Beautiful. Excellent. Uh, let's go to Friday night. This is a good game. Uh, there are... A resting at Penrith team. I was trying to go with Who's a depleted. I was going to say depleted, but rested. Uh, Corey Tama Tedaviano. Tedaviano all having a rest. Okay. Yep. Uh, Coruscant just having another week off. I was going to say depleted, but it's not depleted. It's rest. It is depleted, but through resting. It was yeah. Hence my tongue and tiredness. Oh, maybe not Coruscant. I mean, Coruscant. Well, he's had a couple. He's another one. Another couple of head knocks in a few weeks. So he had the calf thing but, before. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's as bad. No, just hey, no, let's just eat him a week off. Yeah. yeah. And he's probably still got a new calf niggle. It's yeah. Not a bad game to have off. Asiata out. Maguire out. O'Neill out, which sees uh, Jensen start. Talangi start in the centres. And... Um, yeah, Francis Moller at lock. Isaiah uh, Yo, captain of the Penrith team this week. That's um, mate. He's been there since good 2014. Deserves he deserves it. it. Yeah. He deserves it. Once when Tamo leaves next year, I know a lot of people are hiving up Cleary, but I want to see Yo get it full time. And you know what? If he's getting the nod this week, it's a good chances indication. Are next year he'll oh, probably Penrith get it. And it's, the, it's the old. Uh, Adam, it's the old Adam Gilchrist captaining when Steve Wall's out. It's the, yeah, and, and the thing is, too, because using cricket analogies, I have seven show. captains anyway. So Isaiah Yo's been nearly Penrith's best player since he debuted in 2014 but he just goes very underrated he's just not talked about a whole lot and um, 
this year he won't because Superb of the depth player. New South Wales have. But um, if he was to get a call into that New South Wales squad, not a I, doubt I, 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 don't he, he doubt. I don't think he will. But um, if I think Liam Martin's probably closer, just yeah. on, on young, both, both coming, guys, uh, uh, lightly raced. Yeah. But but the thing is, you know what? Isaiah is only still twenty five. I think maybe twenty six. Really? So he still got he debuted at like nineteen yeah. in twenty fourteen. So he's he's still about twenty five, ma- maybe twenty six. So he could still. The problem still for the Yo is the fact that in my head he's like twenty nine. Your origin yeah. teams only need really one to two workers. Yeah, and they've got Chaboyevic, they've got Madison, Cordner. they've got Cordner. Like they're, they're your workers. Cam Murray, and then you're looking for explosive stuff after that. Um, he deserves every shot that he gets, yeah. and he probably should it, it, get a blue jersey before he finishes. But, but oh, and a depleted year, you'd yeah, absolutely. But in a depleted year, you'd be looking is, at you know, like it's the strongest position New South Wales has yep. by a yeah. mile, and um, he deserves a spot, but he probably won't, won't. get one. Uh, Jack Heatherick on the bench of Penrith, who I didn't mention. Yeah. Um, I was mentioned. went looking for a key matchup, and I couldn't find one because I can't give the Cowboys an edge in any position on the field, except for possibly fullback, and that's Holmes at his absolute. Best up against um, Edwards, who's having a career best year. So, um, yeah, uh, the Cowboys have been better recently, but I can't see them even getting close in this game. Even um, uh, if they throw the ball around and score 20 points, I think Penrith will score 40. So, uh, Penrith 13 plus, first try scorer, Crichton. Naden depends which side they go to. I think they'll go to the left and probably behind Kikau, but the the right side's always an opportunity. And man of the match, Cleary, he's just he's been their man of the match ninety percent of the games that they've won, and which is all but one. And he'll probably do it again. So. Oh, that's the other record. So they got thirty row. Yeah, Penrith couldn't be the first team to only lose 60, 70 years or yeah, whatever one game. Nineteen, yeah, six. Um. I'll be going with Crichton as well. He's been quiet for about a month now. I think he might. And he hasn't had a lot of boys. Nothing, nothing he's done wrong. Um, well, you got kick out there and then you got the, um, well, it's, it's, the bloke it's the outside him. So it's, a, it's the old thing. Uh, kick one out of three. It's the old thing kick has been running. Since we talked about it, kick has been <laughs> running. Uh, and Luai, man of the match, I think he's a star. He's already a star, but he's... Got his in, game down. Oh, he's been getting he'll be in everything. Every week. He'll be in everything, and uh, if it's not to the edges, it'll be him and Cleary just in and out to each other up the middle. On the edges, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to say Penrith 12 to 16 in a weird one. I don't think they'll absolutely flog him, but I think they'll get the job done, especially because if they win this one, they're minor premiers. They'll get that. Uh, see, I'm not sure whether they'll actually present them with the shield in Sydney, where they'll have some Penrith supporters. Where's their last round? ANZ against okay. the Bulldogs. It's always the last round, isn't it? But they, they will have a supporter base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will have a supporter base at ANZ, whereas they won't, obviously. No, it'll be, they wait to, I think they wait to yeah. round 20. But it'll be official then, so I think they'll get the job done. And I'm going to say Dylan Edwards, man of the match. I think he, he's looking hot. I think he'll have a similar game to last time. And, um, yeah, Dylan Edwards. The thing about that is that, that I, I, I can absolutely see why, but if he has a good game, one of the halves is going to have as good a game and... Hold some glory. All right. Uh, the main event, Parramatta Broncos, an intriguing game. I don't know if it's the main event, but it's the last game on Friday. Uh, Reed Mahoney's back for Para. Haas is out. Kennedy's out. Sullivan's out. Tyson Gamble plays six. For that is a name. Well, was for a that while. is a name I've not he? heard. Yes, he was. Yeah, he's a, a pretty West. sure he was a Tiger there for a bit. Yeah. wasn't he at the Tigers in like 2013 though? Like, I've yeah, a long time ago. I mean, That's good, right. to, good to I see him reemerge. More recently, but yeah. um, 
depth issues, depth depth issues. There, as I go a bit of rabbi. Um, yeah, Reese Kennedy out. Yeah, just having a few team. Yeah, um, Barney, go first. Yeah, my matchup's the front row. Um, obviously, the Eels' front row's been below par for probably four to six weeks. Um, this is their best opportunity to get back and just roll somebody through the middle um, and get back to scoring some points. But the problem is, I don't think that they're going oh, to do just, it. I um, just noticed it's often Gowie and Ben Teo playing front row. Like, yes. <laughs> that's that's right. a key match. I oh, know. Sorry. I just, no, wow. but that's the thing. Like, if if, um, oh. if RCG and Paulo are ever going to get back in form against oh, yeah. the a front row duo. Yeah. Like, Sorry, do me to cut you. They're gonna. This is like they're either gonna spark up up against the Broncos, or they're gonna fall to pieces. And the Broncos have actually their efforts has been so much improved since um, old mate walked out the door that it, it's like it, it's still all there to see. He's like not, obviously to, the coach was the issue. He's hard not to like Peter Genoa. Like he's just seems like, like a nice, friendly old fella. The previous coach there. was obviously the issue because the effort oh, has just fucking don't gone fucking say. through the roof. Like the effort from pretty much everyone in that team has just gone fucking so much better than what it was. Um, but the Broncos, yeah, they've improved. I'm going to go Paro 1-12. to 12. I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos win this fucking game, to be honest. I'm going to go first try to Sivo, just maybe bump someone off and score in a just corner. Just to the Titans form yeah, for Ollie. Just for the <laughs> hell of it. And man of the match, Gutho or Mahoney, because um, they're the only two that are going to steer this ship around because the flat track bully's not going to do it. I think I might be a little bit buzzed now because I don't know why I'm going to but I'm going to tip Brisbane 1 to 12. Why not? <laughs> he is blind. I, like because, because, I knew it'd crack him, Barney. Uh, got him. Drink with us and it'll crack him. I, I'm purely just going to go Brisbane 1 to 12. The only reason yeah. I didn't tip him is because I said it last week I was never tip him against. So. But I, <laughs> oh, I mean, I tipped him last week against the Titans, but I mean, look. Parramatta are oh. not playing too well. They might get cocky, get complacent. Jesus Christ, why am I tipping Brisbane? I'm just doing it. But um, wow. oh, I and mean, you would crack him. Bri- Bri- Brisbane are winning this one, one to twelve. And you know, it might be in part. Because Wait till the twenty four hour podcast. He'll be doing the podcast nude. Um, <laughs> Brisbane, who's going to be the man of the match? Jesus Christ! Uh, no, he's not playing. He's just, Jesus Christ! <laughs> the track's too dry. If it was, if it was pissing down up there, he oh. might. Go. But, um, I'm going to say Brisbane by about two. Definitely got the long starts here, Jesus. Walk of water. I mean, they stuff. they still want to avoid the wooden spoon. Jeez, why? Uh, <laughs> why it's okay. It's all right. I'll help you. I'll help you. It's okay. It's all right. Jump in, That's right. Now, I agree. What Barney said is 100% spot on. Parramatta need to bully Brisbane this week if they're any hope of being anything now. I don't know if they can. I think they can. They, they actually, of course, I, I absolutely know yeah, they, can. they can. And this is the other thing. The but caveat they do. The caveat to this is. Uh, I just can't clean her. The caveat of this is that if they win by 40, it also means nothing because it's, it's like close. a hiding to nothing. So if they win by eight, it's like they're gone. It, it's actually more of a, yeah. They need to win by like at least 20, otherwise Here's everyone's just going to If they win by eight, off, it's like it's all gone. If they win by 40, people go, well, well, if they win by 40, Moses will have off. three tries, this and two yeah. tries and, 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 and probably kick a field goal at the end to be a smart ass. Yeah. Um, Disrespectful scene. But he, he, here's the yeah. thing. Let's just say Parramatta. Which I was not averse to Georgie Pie doing, by the way. It was but nice. That's, um, if Parramatta. It was a cute field goal too. If Parramatta do absolutely put Brisbane to the sword and absolutely dominate them, you can tell that the egos of like, it's not bad all the time, as I said, 
But, you know, Moses and Fergo and players like that, you can tell on the field, they do get a bit of an ego when they do something good, That's which right, is yes. fine. But here's the thing. Usually they don't back it up. So I feel like they'll absolutely put Brisbane to the sword. Moses, Fergo and Smash the boys will be going, come on here. Yeah. We're, you know, we're back. And then they'll probably lose to the Tigers the week after. If oh, they I, absolutely- I am so keen for that because well, you know what? You know what the upset is going to be? Yeah. Is, is Tigers and, about and I hope you beat them because they'll finish fifth and then we get to play them in the first week. <laughs> <laughs> so we might get another win. I, I tell you, well, the, the thing That's is, the, that was my sneaky up the sleeves. It's coming. The like, thing is, though, if, Param- if Parramatta just beat Brisbane or maybe even just lose to Brisbane, I'm tap- tipping Parra to beat the Tigers. But if Parra absolutely flog Brisbane, I'm tipping the Tigers all day because Parra will be yeah. high. They'll be saying, yeah, look, we're sense. back. And then they'll underestimate yeah, yeah. the Tigers. No, totally, I, I so. couldn't agree more. Uh, I think you've now. I think uh, Gutho will come to play this week though I think he'll be out of the match I think he probably uh, and he he just didn't get to play last week because he didn't do much and it wasn't his fault Uh, I think he'll get a broken field first try and I think he'll be out of the match Uh, and they'll just bully him I've got 1 to 12 but I can absolutely like they could absolutely flog them, yeah. I got one to twelve just because it's more value. Put it yeah, that way. This uh, is, and uh, Brisbane and have conceded fifty in yeah. plenty of times. Like, well, what do I gain from tipping him by thirteen? This is going. I don't want this to cause too much of a discussion because I want us to be able to move on. But I have one question. I want a yes or no answer, and it's purely what you think now. Right. First, Daggy, I'm going to point to you. Hello. Shout out, to, uh, shout out mm. to someone we know. I don't know him. Are, are Parramatta going to improve next year or regress based on the end? Well, they've signed no one. They're basically the same team, aren't they? So no? Uh, I will say they've, their benchmark is right now. Obviously, you can change later, but right now... I, uh, I would say their benchmark is they won't finish higher than where they are now. I'll just say yes because you said regress rather than progress. But no, no, regress. Pro- progress He's and regress. Re- go backwards. Progress yeah. and regress. Regress is yeah. a word. Regress. Yeah, so I Regression. agree they're going to regress. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah they, they, I think Ali, Ollie's what, got what are they going to finish? Lost. What are they finish now? <laughs> no, no, no. He said the right thing. He's fine. No, no he's no, arguing regress. the other point Oh, now. can they finish? No, they will not finish <laughs> higher than they did this year. Yeah. They are going to regress. Yes, yeah. they will. Um, because a lot of teams are going to improve. No, yes, you're right. A lot of teams are going to improve and they won't. Is this what you're trying to say? Sorry, Ollie. Yes, yeah, no, they're going pr- to be worse Are they going next to be better or worse? Because I'm thinking now, heading into this season, a lot of people are saying power or sure things for minor premiers. They'll improve from fifth from last year. They'll be the team to beat. But um, right now, what are we thinking for next year? Are they going to... But well, anyway, Dylan Brown, their hopes lay on Dylan Brown, I think. And I, it, But I can also see Parra doing exactly what they did. Red hot. I can see... Because... Um, the real teams don't crunch down to around 10, 11, and I think, yeah. however BA sets up, this happens all the time. Soft ones at the start of the year. I, I've got enough power fans where this happens all the time. Yeah. They always start hot, and uh, so they obviously he sets them well for the start of the year. And uh, whereas Trent Robinson, how many games is how many games the Roosters lost in round one or two in the last yeah, five years? They've Dylan come. Brown, what missed two two games or just one? But they've looked fucking completely different since uh, he's been two, out. Two and a half. Last two games, they've just looked completely different since. I uh, no, they've got the uh, there were stats. Uh, somewhere, uh, they went from leading line breaks to and bot last and everything. Yeah, like yeah. out of the top twelve or thirteen, um, and they're now the lowest averaging scoring team in the last five rounds. Well, to an extent, even forget next year if Para if Canberra end up pipping Para by the end of this season and Para finish fifth on the ladder, they've finished the exact same position they did last year. So yeah, if they finish go. fifth, I think they end up finishing eighth because the Sharks will beat them in the first week of the final. Of course, yeah, yeah, no, they I could, they very well that, could. But. 
We know that in the slightest. But let's get a three o'clock on a Saturday with the Eagles taking the Titans. Uh, Kate Cust falls to the uh, injury spell of uh, the Reaper. The the get Reaper it. of uh, number six, Manly. Which sees uh, Croker start there now. Uh, Proctor back for the Titans, which is a big in. I'll kick this one off. I'm tipping it up, so I'm going Titans. Mm-hmm. I think their discipline and their hard work last three weeks is going to carry them this. Uh, Corey Thompson first try and a big game from Proctor. Get back on track. Really ruffle some of the young manly forwards and um, just at work rate will beat them. Good things from Tommy Turbo, like unless it's a Tommy Turbo show, which seems to be the trend in the modern day game that fullbacks just tear teams apart. Uh, there's not much to offer from Manly. Yeah, I'm actually going to go Manly 13 plus here, and I, I don't think it's because the Titans won't show up and put in a good effort, but I feel like it'll be similar to the Sharks game. I'm not saying Kevin Proctor will go biting anyone, but I feel like there will be a turning point. There will be something that happens midway through the game where the Titans will be in it. It'll be sort of like 6-12, to 12 and the Titans will be looking good. But then a huge momentum shifter, you know, whether it's a bit of a scuffle, whether it's, so saying it's a Tigers it's game. something... Pretty much. I, I think there will be a huge momentum shift to Manly and they'll go on. Or a Warriors game. 13 plus. But you know what? I feel like it'll be a close game until about the 60, 65 minute mark and then we'll see Manly absolutely put them to the sword because they are, in terms of talent, the better side. And even if Tommy T... What I will say, if Turbo like plays, I could go from tipping Titans to tipping well, Manly see, 30 like, plus. I've got here... He's, he, and he's so good fresh as well. Like he doesn't... He comes back and doesn't miss. He's a freak. My key matchups are fullback and centres. So you've got question marks around Turbo coming back into fullback. Uh, you've got questions of whether Funa is either going to play fullback or he's going to go back into the centres. Mm. And then you've got Morgan Harper and Funa up against Tonopapia and um, Spry. So... There's going to be if I reckon if Harper and Funa play centres, I think they run all over the Titans. To be honest, I think they would just carve up in the centres as the um, Roosters did last week. But I'm not sure if Turbo's fucking going to come back, and if he does, I'm not sure if he's going to come back fit because it's been so long that he's been laid off, yeah. and it's always been like it's been extended, extended, extended. The Kate, you know what he has to do? He has to play this week to play Origin, of course, and he might play and as 90% we talked about last fit week or and week Turbo ninety percent. I think he'd be lucky to be seventy five. And him, him seventy five is only a risk to himself. Oh, of course, at fullback, he he makes the most difference. He's yeah. like as as I mentioned earlier, Funa's still trying to work out how fullback works whereas Tommy knows it inside out and he creates so much so the whole point of him playing this week is to play origin yeah of course yeah if it wasn't Des would have said have the year off I'll see you next year and he probably should have of course he should have so if he comes back and does his and redoes it and probably will do the other one because that seems to be his habit then he's out anyway yeah, so, but a um, couple of uh, the Titans' wins recently, they've done it behind uh, being behind on the stat sheet. Yeah. And that, like, obviously that shows massive effort, but if but, you're up against a team yeah. with a bit of class in the back line, it's probably going to end up hurting you. So I've gone Manly 1-12. to uh, Man of the match, DCE, he's had probably these last three games have been the best he's played all this year. And um, first try, Morgan. I really like what I see out of Morgan. I really like the way he dances around people. I wish you'd said me that last week. Um, I did. And you agreed with me. And then you didn't buy him. Shh. <laughs> 30 seconds in each year. Uh, Corey Thompson, what do you meant to the Titans? What does he mean to the Titans? What has he meant? What has he meant to the Titans? He's meant a renewed effort. He's always a guy who, uh, I've said before, he's in the Michael Gordon mould where he makes up for his lack of skill and X factor with 
increased effort, increased work rate. And the problem with a huge problem with the Titans in 2019, there just wasn't that work rate. They'd get down by eight points or more and they'd be like, oh, we're done. Corey Thompson, even on the training paddock, would enlist that work ethic and show the boys how it does. Yeah, guts, attitude. And that has rubbed off on some of the other boys. They have certainly improved since he's been there, whether he's been on the wing or at fullback. And yeah, he he has certainly improved the the side on the field, but I think off the field and, you know, his knowledge of the game as well, just being around for a while has sort of rubbed off on the other players and he's good because he has that experience at fullback. Michael Gordon's also there as a, as a trainer. It's only going to help AJ Brimson the world. I, yeah. I know that so Gordon next question. and Brimson are being close for a while too, yeah. so that'll help. No, that's, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, he's, he was a bigger loss than I think people realise to the Tigers. Uh, year last year and pretty they, safe under the high ball, good, strong line runner and generally runs away from his wing, which well, I like. Now. I prefer wingers to run away from their ring, wing than try to run down well, the wing now, because you end up getting knocked yeah. over the fucking sideline. But so you're now, look, you're now looking at having to pay Adokar 650, 750 to play an experienced fullback. Not at the we, Titans. No, at the Tigers. We could have kept like we could have kept him and Benji. Yep. And uh, anyway. the same price. The same price. Well, he, he pretty much summed it up. I saw an interview with Anthony from the Wiggles, funnily enough, by one of the Fox crew, and he's obviously a huge Tigers fan. Yeah, he's, number one ticket. He, he, yeah, he was talking about how the problem with the Tigers with letting players go, and he literally said, "Just look at Corey Thompson, Player of the Year last year." Attitude, one of our better players, attitude, guts, and they just—he yeah, yeah. he didn't even but get a start before they as let a, him go. The as a fan, does the same fucking thing and then moved him on too. As a fan, that's what, what I want. want. I don't mind Luke. As a fan, and this is as a fan, that's what I want to watch. Not fucking add a car come in and score three tries one week and miss five tackles the next week. And one bloke scored two tries one week because he's up against the soft um, opposition in defence and yeah. then next week gets hit in the first tackle and it, doesn't yeah. want to run it again. So the extension, 100%. Yeah. So the extension of that is, does AJ play Origin? Well, I didn't want to bring it up because we weren't talking overly about Origin, but as I said, week on week, I'm getting more convinced. I have a feeling this is how it will go down. Yeah, he's a Queenslander, isn't he? He is yes. a Queenslander. Okay. I have a feeling that if New South Wales, which I think they probably will win game one, and Queensland have to make a couple changes, he will be one of the ins. I don't yeah. think he plays game one, but if they no, need he's a bit an of, attacking spark. They'll need a bit of flair off the bench. If Ben Hunt doesn't have a good game one off the bench, which is what I'm sort of predicting right now, then they'll bring AJ in. Yeah, that's good news. Uh, we get the five o'clock though, the Storm and the Tigers without Corey Thompson. Uh, <laughs> uh, Reynolds comes back at six. I'm excited. Uh, McIntyre starts in the Fords. Uh, Storm 13 plus. <laughs> Munster man of the match and first try. Let's go Kafusi just destroying everyone up the yeah, middle. I've been trying to get that all year. Fuck, I got about seven times last year. I don't think he scored the first try. Yeah. Haven't the Tigers been a bit of a bogey team for Melbourne over the past yes, few we, years? Yeah, if we they, don't, it, yes, they, they either beat them or they just lose. Yeah, so. uh, the, and obviously the, the story is Smith and Smith. Um, Smith and Grant, do you mean? Smith, Smith. Oh, Smith and Grant. Oh, mate, sorry, sorry, Smith, sorry. Smith sorry. and Grant. You might have saw Chuck Smith Grant. Smith and Grant, sorry. Because uh, yeah, Smith's going to be twice as good as Grant. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> Harry versus uh, the master. The Harry versus the Dumbledore. There he is. There, there's an analogy. Jedi versus Obi-Wan, um, etc. So on, so forth. Yeah, yeah. And that's been the story. Uh, but I think the the Melbourne forward pack will bully us. The centres are an absolute concern. What more can I say? It's going to be a slaughter. I don't understand why Garner got put back to the bench. I thought he had a fucking pretty pretty There's, good game there last must, week. There must I be don't some. Know what there, happened there? There might be. Uh, just keep him from the battering. This but is maybe the, just keep him out the first twenty. This is like the biggest test your packs face this year, and um, McKaylee's injured. 
He shouldn't be playing. He shouldn't be starting in front row. The bloke's legs busted. I think it was okay. He was he's that strapped up. up. He, 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 yeah. he went down like three times in the game, yeah. like freaking clutching at his knee. His knee's obviously. He's obviously he did got that last year, actually, knee. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like, um, yeah but um, he's going to cop repeated constant pressure back through the middle. The storm, the storm go. Um, yeah, Storm 13 plus, Munster man of the match. I think. Um, Cam's just going to sit back a little bit well, this that, week that's and why, go a little bit wider. That's why, actually, the first thing I wrote was Smith man the match, and I penned it out and put Munster, because the same thing, I thought, no, nah, he's just going to go, no, nah, we'll, we'll go a little bit uh, wider this week. We'll Harry go this to week, Olam, yeah. and we'll go to... Had him on the head a few times. Good work, Harry. Oh, you, got, got, yeah. you got me again. Olam first try scorer. So. I'm going to go Olam to get a hat-trick, mm. just because I love Justin Olam, and he did it against Manly, and he's proven he can do it. I'm going to say Melbourne 13+. plus. I have a feeling... The Tigers will still be mathematically kind of in the game. Oh, they're done. At, at half time, in the game at half time, sort of. But I feel like they'll be down because it's Melbourne. And the, on, the only play, Benji will be trying to rev him up, but it just won't happen. And when he's on the field in the second half, Benji will be like, geez, I wish I had a workhorse like Corey Thompson running off me who actually gives an F. And instead, and you know what's going to happen? Instead, you're going to have. Uh, Josh, that sore point? Nah. Is it about there? No, nah, yeah, there is. Yeah. Instead, you're going to have uh, Josh Reynolds. Kicking for himself and chasing around and oh, 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 oh thanks. There's a seven tackle set. Thanks, Josh. That's awesome. Um, I mean, Josh had a card. Can you get Tom out this week? He might help. Yeah, well, Josh had a Well, I mean, <laughs> Josh had a car. It'll be interesting to watch him up against his former club, and I still think likely his future club. Maybe he absolutely puts on a killer of a performance. Maybe Craig Bellamy gets him even more in, into the middle and playing more of a fullback role. He may so, as well so that, just say play fullback. And this you week. know what? So then Madge will be sort of looking and like, damn, we need to get Josh had a car as fullback. Maybe trick him. That's into it. That. that might be a good call. Um, which is like that's what uh, Madge is trying to do by playing Brooks every week and no one's falling for it. Yeah, now he's um, brought Reynolds back in. He's oh. like, get rid of these blokes. Fuck. Jeez, yeah. I wish I still had Corey Thompson. Now, um, actually on that note, it was, it was funny with the Jacob Suwali stuff where oh, Wayne Bennett turned around and goes, Joseph Suwali. Oh, Joseph. Yeah. And he's yeah, like, no, he's, like, he's not going to play any role now because his ridiculous contract uh, request. I want a five year contract, but I want outs in the second, e- third, fourth, fifth year. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not, yeah. I want a million dollars so a season. Yeah. Why does he want outs <laughs> so he can go play for the bloody New the South Kiwis. Wales? No, he wants yeah. out. He wants out. So that's all he wants out. So every year he can leave if you don't get him a pay rise. Yeah. And what? So he can go play. That's what he wants. And that's what Bet Kiwis. Because I was going to say, does he want to play Somewhere. for the bloody. The no, the Wallabies. The no, the Wallabies. Yeah, the Wallabies. No, the Wallabies. He'll not play for them because they're dumb enough to sign a contract. Yeah, but like right now, why would you want to play for any team in the. Because they'll pay him lots of money. They're just absolute. Well, yeah, they're a shambles right now. They're stupid. They're all playing against each other for fuck all money and yeah but he'll be on a he'll be on a he'll get a million dollar contract uh, with yeah. them because the ARU because they right need now someone. Be going, yeah we need someone no one gives a shit about Australian yeah. rugby right now they've come, like, yeah they've met with him and Ben just turned and said well we're not signing him it was actually yeah. fucking funny the way it happened. He just turned and goes, no, I won't be signing him. Well, right now, the Australian rugby... And imagine trying to take the piss so. out of Wayne Bennett. Like, do you reckon he's... Like, he wasn't born yesterday. Uh, well, it, it, and it's like as well... But, like, you, there's also going to be an element of, hey, come and earn some money for... Like, different... Like, if he'd played At a season... At least get a start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, like, now he can enjoy every year playing his club 
rugby at bloody oh, shoot, New South Wales. No, New South Wales Waratahs finishing eighth on the ladder every year, being Sydney the top. Uni. Yeah, being the top New yeah. South Wales team every year, but getting eliminated in the finals the first week because South Africa and New Zealand are that far above the Aussies. Like, imagine moment. being that arrogant. South Africa is not, but New Zealand, yeah. He has. He's obviously received. I mean, they're some above Australia, I reckon. Like, one or two of their teams are, yeah, but there's a couple there. He's obviously received some very bad advice. And it's like, yeah, go play for the War- for the Wallabies and get smacked by the Kiwis every year and be an absolute joke. And then when you do a tour of buddy Europe and you go get flogged by it, Wales, 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 like, Wales Ireland, Scotland. Yeah, yeah. You know what the best thing is that I'll never have to talk about him again after this year. So it's tremendous. Get beaten by France. Yeah. France are good. They're yeah, a good team. Uh, but no, but like, we'll, we'll, the flag I'll, as soon as I'll never, uh, <laughs> I'll never have to talk about him again after this year, which is good um, because he's not going to play NRL now. Yeah, probably not. Uh, let's get to the Roosters and the Sharks. Teddy rested. Uh, Takiyahu rested. Orbo passes Mini's record: three hundred and two games for the Roosters. Uh, Lindsay Collins starts at the at prop, and Angus Crichton starts as well. What are you going with here, Barn? What are, you, what are your feelings, thoughts and opinions? Oh, I said it earlier, mate. I don't expect the Sharks to win another game this year. That's what this jersey will probably get washed and retired for the rest of the unless, season. Unless they've had power in the first Actually, week of the finals. I will wear it for the next week, but we, we're going to get towed up in this game. Our centres don't even come close to holding a candle to the back line that the Roosters have got. Uh, Ramian's the only hope, and he might score a few points down one side, but um, I've got Roosters 13+. plus. Uh, Manu at fullback. I really like Manu at fullback. Every time he's gone there, Isn't that a funny is, thing, though? Is fucking awesome. I'll see you about this today. Like, but if you, you can't replace Tedesco. So no, no, no. But <laughs> if you're ever going to chase a player to that's not a currently a first grade fullback, wouldn't yeah. like oh, if you're wet, like I feel like I he's make, loyal to the I know I make this. Like, what's he played three will. or four games at fullback this year, and he's killed it I, I know, every time. I know I, I make this the West Tiger like, podcast, but like going off of him, friggin' sure. seven hundred to come play fullback. Yeah, but he's probably not off contract till twenty twenty three or something. He probably yeah, Robert, and he's a, he, he's a great centre too. But he seems like the type of player that at least for now is happy at centre. Like he doesn't mind filling in at fullback. He'd obviously earn a bit more money, but I feel like he's just chilling out at centre well, of the because it's good mate, to play mate, for East and you know I just yeah. and you know the thing no one ever leaves East where's the last place that left East Mitchell Pearce you're talking yeah well, that, yeah, well yeah, the, yeah. yeah every year when was the last player East needed that left East <sighs> I would have said yeah. the troll Mitchell right at the end okay. of last year, but 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 I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it. They got out. Josh. See, here's they're the thing: they're good. A lot of people say the salary cap's sombrero, and I think I wrote an article like started this year or something. The Roosters are just very good managers of contracts, and they're very good at keeping players. Apparently, happy. well, here's the thing: no, but you're in a culture. You're in a culture you want to be yeah. at, and the thing is, you're happy making a living. You, you live at Bondi. Yeah, you live. You've, you're driving a good car because uh, Uncle Nick's going to put you in a yeah. fucking Looking, whatever you are. Best five eight in the comps gone. Oh, I'll take 150 grand less. Yeah, than that's right. So like, you want to be there. So yeah. it's if you're doing that, you're winning the comp every. Of course, you're going to go. Yeah, I'll play for four hundred. You get ten look, blokes that take hundred. Like, how much money you? When you're not paying rent, you're not paying for a car. Yeah. Well, how much money do you actually need in life? You probably get your school well, fees paid. The salary allegedly. I'm not saying. Yeah, the salary. Yeah, the salary cap What else do you need in life, man? Really, sort of hyped up when Tedesco and Cronk side in the same year, but and every time they win a comp, they're probably. Dumping, he's probably dumping five hundred thousand in the super. And you know what? The thing, the thing is, too, people forget that Michael Gordon and Latrell. and Mitchell Pierce, who were in those same positions, left that same year. And it's not like yeah. they're on the same yeah. money, but they're on a sizable amount of money. They're still getting rid of cap space to bring. Oh no, 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 no! So. Probably would have been. On, again, would have been on more money. Actually, yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's another Gordon conversation. One hundred percent. No, no, you're actually right. You're right in that point of view. My point is, 
do they miss them? Of course not. They haven't missed them for a heartbeat. No. So what is the last time? Like that's what I'm saying. Like no one like you look at any team. If Cleary left and went to East tomorrow, yeah. And um, when uh, Harry Grant eventually signs for East next week, that's we're going to miss him. Polite to be honest, the just biggest a very loss good... I think they ever had was Morley in the, in my recent mm. history. Well, that and cost, he just went back, in back 20, to yeah. England, like, and that's 2016. And since then, they've else. just like, created a powerhouse, which is kudos to their man management, kudos to Trent Robinson, yeah. kudos to how they run the well, club. Rob, Robinson and Politis have a very good relationship too, and they're very. I, I believe, from what I've heard, they at least talk to each other about bringing plays in and selling them, and they have a good sort of understanding. But even when they're, so like, they're very good team, even managers. yeah, and but they, he makes a point in Politis and. It's been spoken about with uh, young Walker. He rang um, Ben and said, was it Ben? Ben or Shane? One of them. Whoever the dad was. He said, I'll bring him in. Look after him. Look, I'll look after the rest of his life. And go, oh, yeah, I'm going to send my kid to East. Well, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, but with that being said, um, Roosters 13 plus. Oh, after all that. Oh, yeah, about 10 uh, minutes uh, later. Yeah. Ro- Roosters 13 plus. I miss Matt Moylan. <laughs> God, I miss him. It's the Manu show. Roosters thirteen plus. Uh, I could have. I, I actually. Um, I, this was the one I couldn't. Didn't have a margin written down because I could see without uh, Teddy there. I can see. I thought that took the points out of him, but then the last time he didn't play, and Manu played. <laughs> no, well, Manu played fullback when they played. Do, uh, was it Dogs? And in the week after, they really put on a show. And Manu, uh, even in centre, the last couple of weeks he's been heaps better. Than, oh, he's like, a he's, tremendous player. Is he New South Welshman as well? Like he, Manu, yeah, he's New Zealand. There's Kiwi. Okay. Remember There's when he a, tailed up Latrell Mitchell when they were course, teammates course, in 2018? Of course, of course, of course, of course. Sorry, he did too. Uh, yeah, it, it'll be the Manu show. I reckon we're all Manu this week. Yeah, we're so we head to Sunday afternoon, uh, as discussed. Uh, two o'clock game now, so it's 6.30 scrapped forever. That's it now. Yeah, for the rest I of the I don't season. mind that. It, it, it's weird. If you want to bring in a crowd, and obviously due to COVID, it's not that big, but um, not that big a deal. But um, once crowds are back, I think it's better to have the 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock. Oh, Actually, yeah, I'm fine with it. So I don't go into it. If you want to head to Rugby League, I, know you're opinion, gonna say this. I put a post up a couple of days ago putting you know what I love? No, actually, now I'm going to cut off because schedule. No, because I'll debate. What I love is that we could do an all-year-round footy podcast, and in the middle of May, we could do friggin' no, May is one footy season. Middle of February, we could talk for an hour and a half and debate footy stuff anyway. It's, uh, which is hilarious. But you're right, I, I, yeah, semi agree. Tell you quick schedule, quick. Okay, so I've got, and this is one a lot of people disagree with. I've got Friday, 8 pm, could be 7 pm actually. You have a New South Wales based game and a Queensland based game. So it's going back to the old, you're going to have to want, watch one game not live, which I know isn't very. You, you know, accessible for people. People would prefer to watch both live. But to be honest, if you're in New South Wales, you're more likely to want to watch the New South Wales one and not mind if you watch the Queensland one after. They, the problem is they used to do this, and I used to hate it when Tigers used to play Brisbane. You couldn't watch them till Fox aren't going to yeah. send two live broadcasts to the game. You can do a viewer's choice on the other Fox thing is and then they haven't done this. I don't know if it's a, a, a technical choice we've done, but remember it used to be viewers' choice? They used to yeah, do it. on Saturday with the uh, 7.30 game. So I was thinking that maybe Friday for Fox. Uh, they've, uh, yeah, they haven't done it for a long time. I think I think there must have been too many issues. And now... Um, but if you're going to have two live... But in the world of live streaming, you're like, I watch Fox 2 through streaming, so... But, yeah. but my schedule, as I said, it's more to, um, to accommodate fans going... Two games, so 
if it's a, if there's one game at a six thirty, some people are going to find it hard getting home from work and that. I mean, I guess he could still do. But it. You know who does? But you know who gets a lot of those games when when they're home is the Warriors, which is fine. Yeah. Um. And also Saturday stays the exact same. The, the three o'clock, five thirty, seven thirty. In a perfect world, I'll drop Thursday. You drop Thursday. That's what and I just go two, two three, three, Friday. and it like life's easy. Well, two, three, three, but on the Sunday, I'd actually have uh, the week. Yeah. On, yeah. on the Sunday, I'd actually have a twelve p.m. kickoff, a two thirty, and a four thirty. I, I know footy's played on a Sunday as well, but I mean, footy's also played on a I, Saturday. I, uh, that wouldn't bother me. But I do like, I, I have a soft foot spot for the 6.30 game, and because it means I can stay at the pub to eight. I, I know, but like, <laughs> in, in terms of crowds going to games, people have got to get kids ready for school the next day. I get, I get. Night, I had so it. But, that, but that said, night. that's a cop out when the friggin' Thursday night game doesn't start till 10, 10 past 8. Exactly, 10. but that's why I've gotten rid of the Thursday. That game goes well. forever on a Thursday. No Thursday, no Monday, no Sunday, 6.30 is pretty much me. Friday, Saturday. I'd actually rather a Monday night 6.30 than a Thursday night 8.30. Wait. But I'd rather neither. I'd rather just go. And then there's no whinging about 5. Someone pointed out the other day that the Eels have had um, three 5 eight turnarounds the last six weeks. So that's why they're that's struggling. That's right. It was on Ask Kenny, wasn't it? On NRL 360. I don't watch that. Uh, but yes, it was. Uh, which is um, an astute observation. But uh, Barney, do you have an opinion? Yeah, I like the two four six. I think that's probably the way to on both days. To be honest, on the Sunday, yeah, I'd rather scrap six the eight. Thursday and just do the okay, three six on and the eight, Sunday. Six two, and four, eight, six. three five, three five seven, two four six. Yeah. What the AFL does, I think, and it's because they have an extra game. They have four games on Saturday, which the NRL could do. If and the games go for four and a half hours. That is true, but like if if you don't, I've want seen Test cricket games <laughs> go less than that. It, uh, well, what I was thinking With is more points scored. If you don't want yeah. the Thursday, but you also don't want the two Friday games at eight eight pm to accommodate crowds a bit better, do you go four games on Saturday, or is that overkill? That said, what crowd are you really missing on a six o'clock Friday game? You're missing well people who are still struggling to get home from work. I know most people finish people working earlier, from but the CBD. and it, it, it's what, just yeah. But by the same token, when I used games, to I, when I used harder. to go to three games a weekend after high school. I would have loved a six because we would have gone straight out of high school, got straight in the first train to Parramatta, gone to Westfield and hung around like bums for a bit, and then gone to Paris Stadium, been at six o'clock. Yeah, no, but that's like a lot of people be home still by work till like five pm. Yeah, I get that, but four thirty-five. Kids that are eight can't get to, to school, fourteen, can't, can't that mum and dad need to take them to the footy and stuff. That that's your market. Yeah, but that you're gonna miss. You're gonna miss mum and you dad. And your but yeah, but what, are you really missing them eight o'clock on a Thursday night? Um, Thursday shouldn't be a thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, so Thursday you you, you, you you're swapping thing. like in for that like. same vein. Neither should Monday. Monday it's weird. It, they copy Monday night football in the NFL. I'll give you some homework, Ollie. But can you look at the crowd averages on a Thursday night versus the six o'clock Friday night? I'll do that. Yeah, I, I'm a bit of a crowd average stickler. If you've seen, yeah, it, you can know. It's a beautiful thing, in my opinion. But um, I'm too lazy to do it. But you can go and do it. I'll do it. And I'll bring um, it to the podcast close, next week. Yeah. I'll bring. I'll That's now just out of interest. No, because, keep, no, keep me to it, and I'll. No, do that's it. a good yeah. point. That's a good. Point. Because I'd like to know if they're the same. Then I'll absolutely get rid of it. Get and that gets rid of the short turnaround, and then just and finish Sunday. So your worst short turnaround, you can work Sunday on a six-day turnaround all the time. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Let's talk about the games. Yeah, week, I know. We're off topic again. <laughs> I'm sorry, and no, I really apologise. No, to I mean, everyone listening. No, 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 no. It's no. all our fault. Ollie's taking charge. It's all our fault. No, no, it's all of us. It's no, no. It's a good thing. But someone time, someone. Uh, back to back around. to the uh, two o'clock <laughs> Sunday game. Um, but again, also actually on that, 
when I've got kids, it's my weekend with the kids, it's harder to watch the two o'clock game because you want to do something with the kids. Your whole Sunday's absorbed by footy, whereas the six o'clock game I can get away from watching because you do your stuff with the kids, you watch a four o'clock game, and then by then they can go and play the iPad for a bit while you watch a six o'clock game. Again. Fit family roast in at 5.45. It's good. See? Yeah. But again, it's mine's, I Unless guess, all thinking about fans going to games, which I know it, it's never going to be per- – the, the schedule's never going to be perfect anymore for fans going to games because the broadcasters want people on bums, bums in seats watching it. Yeah, the money home. the money so is TV. It that way. That's why there's a Thursday 8pm. That's why yes. there used to be So Monday the money is TV. Um, but if you're going to go watch if – if I'm going to tell my son, hey, we're watching the Tigers this week, uh, or he follows whatever other team, uh, it, let's say he follows Penner for anyone. If if they're playing at six o'clock Friday or six thirty Sunday, that's much better for me than trying to get there on a Thursday night at eight o'clock when they're going to be at school at nine o'clock. Obviously, next every person's going to be unique and different. Yeah, yeah. And it, I, I, it's yeah. just I'm more talking on a mass general scale, yeah. and obvi- because on that post I put up, people had different opinions because their situations are different. Where it's yeah. different for them. To and I haven't, I haven't worked but, um, in a city for ten years, but I used to watch the. Uh, um, when it used to be the two games on a Friday and the second game would be at 10.30 mm. and you'd be in a bloody city doing midnight trying to watch a footy whereas a six o'clock game you go straight from you go knock off at five straight to the bar happy hour game picks up at six I'm a happy man but it's all about me as this the rest of this podcast is so you know, <laughs> anyway, we'll track this out two, a bit 2pm on Sunday 2pm uh, Sunday I'm really keen this game I think it's going to be an interesting contest um you know Warriors are going to be set the level exactly where Canberra need to get over uh through discipline, everything else. I'm going to go Canberra one to twelve. I think they're going to play. I hope they play the way they played last week and play direct and really play that bang 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 sort of style, which now interests me. And I think now they've stumbled upon without uh, Hodgson being there. Uh, Bateman man of the match first try. I'm tossing a coin between Coker and Whiten. Um, potentially Whiten actually just straightened through the middle. Uh, but this will be a contest worth watching and one I think I will enjoy and I wish it was at 6.30. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to go Raiders. Oh, 1 to 12. I think the Warriors will still put in a good effort for the rest of the year just to show that they are... Well, they're obviously looking to 2021 now, but I, I, I feel like they're a team who who really values their current reputation as a team who never gives up and everyone's second team, so I think that'll, that'll ride them home in this one, but not to a win, but to a close game. I'm going to go Georgie Pye to get man of the match. He was great against the Dragons, but obviously it was White and who ended up getting the spoilers for those couple of tries, so... I'm going to go Georgie Pye, man of the match, and I'm going to say after the match, Georgie Pye goes on a rant about how we need two Friday games instead of the... Well, the for the guys the watching Thursday back in the UK, they'd rather eat their pancakes. What are they eating over there? Just wear a fucking mask. God damn it. Um, question, so, hang on, just quickly. If, if mathematically... Raiders can jump the Eels if yes. the Eels yes, fuck up this week, eh? Yep. Hmm. Yep. Intriguing. And I think the Eels only have to drop one, and as long as the Raiders win both of their games, they will jump the Eels. But oh. I've got uh, my matchup here is the 13. So Tappany up against Tavanga. They're both just absolute effort players. They both mean a lot to both uh, to their team, and they they create opportunities as well as doing the hard stuff in the middle. Uh, I think that's going to be a great matchup. 
I've got um, just back just on last week with the tracking structure with the Raiders. I can obviously um, Ricky's pulled that out, and that's his um, that's his be all and end all for the end of the season. I'm pretty sure. I think that's the way they're going to attack from now through the finals, and hopefully get them on uh, on a run to the grand final. So I expect them to continue on with what they did last week. Uh, as Ali touched on, man of the match Williams, he absolutely controlled that team last year uh, last week, and I expect him to do it again. I'm tossing up between Bates. Bateman and Kotrick for the first try scorer. Bateman just um, offers those angles back inside, and it's either going to be that ball he's going to drop him back in under, or he's going to cut Croker out and hit Kotrick, and Kotrick's going to. It's such an interesting thing that style because it's like it's dying to be torn apart, and it's dying like you, you could watch it be good and be like, wow, because like you said, what then happens is the angle runners. Can have a field day because yep. you can go doot 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 for a while and it goes. Oh, here you are, Johnny. If you get matched up the middle or even beaten up the middle, then it, it all goes to shit. So yeah, it, it, it's a bit of a live by the sword, die by the sword. But I oh, yeah, see yeah. that working, especially against the Warriors, which do have um, their middles do sort of get stuck in on their feet in defence. And um, if you've got a bit of ball movement and some foot, uh, some light footwork out in the centres, I think yeah, Raiders thirteen plus. As I said, first try scorer, Bateman. I'm going to go with Bateman over Kotrick. I think Bateman will just drop back inside under one of the halves and um, tough game, but I think the Raiders will just outlast them and uh, come home in the last 15 minutes and put those points on to get the 13+. plus. All right, and let's wrap the round up with the Knights and the Dragons, an intriguing a game. stinker. 4 p.m.? 4 p.m. 4 p.m., not 6 p.m. 5 god damn it. 4 5 It is intriguing. <laughs> Just like Thursday, 7.55. I, I, I want to think this is intriguing. Play. It isn't, isn't, because if Caelan Ponga doesn't play, this is such an intriguing game. It'll be close as a Sadly, he is. But, um, Kurt Mann's missing the game. Uh, Tex Hoy's playing six, and... I have geared myself up to tip the dragons. I don't know why, because I, sort of, I, that was more like I just got so intrigued thinking about this game without Ponga in it. Yeah, I'm like this would be such a shit show that it'd be fourteen twelve, and a penalty would decide it or something. Uh, yeah. With Ponga in it, so, Newcastle will probably win by thirty, and uh, he, he scores one hundred and eighty four super coach points. So, Daggy, you've hello. You've tipped the Titans against the Seagulls. You've geared yourself up to tip the Dragons against the Knights. Does that mean you're going to tip the Titans? At the moment, are you going to tip the Titans to knock Newcastle off next week? Win five in a row? Then the year? I want to watch this game first, but yes. Yeah, but like right now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would give I've also joy. tipped. I'm, I'm so excited. I am so excited for the Tigers to beat Parra next well, week. Well, here's the thing. It's nothing personal against... I will put money at 450 on the Tigers to beat... It, it's week. nothing personal against Newcastle and their side. It's just the overhype from fans about Newcastle. Every year they seem to be they're destined to finish top four. four. Oh, not Pierce three is, years P- ago. No, but oh, like <laughs> the past couple of years, ever since they've had Pierce and Ponger, it's like, oh, yeah, Pierce yeah. is obviously going to win Dalian. Newcastle are obviously going to finish top four is what I always hear from Newcastle fans. So I but always you shouldn't just talk like, to people on Facebook. No, this is just comments I see in my posts that I, when I say <laughs> not that. Not on Facebook. Because I tip Newcastle to miss the top eight. Do you post on year, tree so. posts? Or something. Where else do you post? Facebook, but like, <laughs> I, no, I'm just talking about re- reading comments. I'm not talking to these people, but it's just. Well, my MySpace top eight, tell me. No, well, he- here's the thing, right? Newcastle fans, for example, this year, I would post something saying Newcastle will miss the eight or they'll miss the top four. And Newcastle yeah, and fans will say they'll it. obviously make the top four. Pierce will 
obviously win Dally M. He's the best halfback in the comp. So if the Titans knock them off... Because it's indoctrinating up there. And also, that was, would, like, like, let's be honest, I live in Newcastle. Nothing personal to Newcastle fans. They're very passionate about their team. And I'm going off on a bit of a rant here. Which you know the holiday is? They walk down and watch the stupid fucking I've rep got trip. Fam- I've got family who lives in Maitland. Beautiful town. And they're Newcastle crazy up there. But so. you know what's great? Denman. Tremendous town. I take you know, no, Wonky. We love you, Wonky Donkey. No, Stockton and Newcastle. Oh, and uh, the Guzzler. <laughs> the Wonky oh, Donkey. Stockton and now, Newcastle. Now, they've started me. I'm going to call the Guzzler next week. Stock, Stockton. If Newcastle win this game, Guzzler, if you're listening, I'm calling Turkey Guzzler on air, and we're going to chat to him about this game. What about Stockton? Where is that? Yeah, because they've got, the, they got some broken boats there. Hey? A, a, a bit out of – well, it's also – it's like the oh, – I'm going off in a great – but it's like um, where, like, you, you could actually – if you're going to be on land and spot a great white shark anywhere in Australia, Stockton's not a bad place because apparently it's one of the breeding grounds, Stockton, where they come and they lay the eggs and stuff. So you could spot a great white, but mm. other than that – Because um, you know why? Because all the boats crash at the, at the 100 yards And, and out, it's where yeah. the coal mining and the big mining yeah. ships are. But – um. Yeah, the Newcastle coal miners and Newcastle Great White Sharks, I'm going to tip them to win 13-plus here, even though I've just backed them out a bit. I just... I, I hate you to know be what, I'll to tell Newcastle what, uh, fans, but... Um, Five letters, 38 points, Ponga. Ponga? Well, Scrabble. Scrabble talk. Scrabble talk. Fucking you are. Is Mitch Barnett back? Yeah, he's back to you. Mitch Barnett's going to be my man. Mitch Barnett's going to be my man of the match. One of my favourite players. He probably won't get man of the match, but he's deserved it pretty much every other week this year. So Mitch Barnett for man of the match. You've talked me to uh, 13 plus now. Fullback's probably the most interesting position in this matchup. Uh, You've got Dufty up against Ponga. They're both um, very creative fullbacks and uh, chime into the line pretty well most times. Uh, Dufty's been sort of hung out to dry for a little while over Mm. the recent weeks. Um, Last week they gave him a bit more ball and he did... um, did execute a few times, but you know Lomax what? actually had a shocker and dropped a lot of ball, <laughs> which didn't help the Dragons last week. But, um, yeah, I've got, uh, uh, yeah, fullbacks and the sevens. Uh, the sevens also going to be, you've got um, Clune up against Pierce. Pierce has been in not great form, and Clune's uh, actually been quite steady. So that's I think that's a pretty good matchup as well. I think uh, steady's a fair. Corey Norman, where's he at? Fucked if I know. Yeah. Probably not at the Dragons next year, I would imagine. Where, would, where, where does he go, though? England? Is he, out of, yeah, is he, is he off contract, is he? I don't think he's off contract. No, no, I'm saying, like, where is he? Yeah. Said, mate, go go away, don't go somewhere else. Go well, somewhere who's else but... And that's the thing. Everyone that's been told that, apart from Fanil Blake, everyone that's been told that, no one else wants anyway. Josh Rodden's been yeah, told that. He's still at Tigers. I mean, right, Luke Brooks has been told that. He's still at Tigers. Right now, the front runners for Benji Marshall are bloody Lee Centurions because they're the only team we've really heard. So they might as well sign Norman as well. They've just signed Blake, Blake Wallace, the Aussie from Toronto. Like They've Reynolds signed a couple well. of people. They've signed one of the better Super League players as well, I think, um, from Hulk yeah, KR. Yeah. forget his name. So Sounds like a good player. Like, well, they don't have a cap in the championship, I don't think. So, yeah, give Norman... Two million a year, and on paper the packs are pretty even. Um, but the Dragons pack hasn't been performing the way they should be. Um, Someone asked me before we started if Paul Vaughan plays Origin as DK, and I said yeah. no. Well, if Vaughan and Frizzell both want to, well, Frizzell's pretty much. I think Frizzell's already proven his case. I'm pretty sure he's going to get picked. But if Vaughan wants to fucking play Frizzell. Origin, he's going to have to have two fucking outstanding games back to back because he's not going to be thought of a month after the finals are finished. 
Unless he absolutely the short answer is he won't because Saifidi will be in the next two weeks and Clemmer will be and on the bench. I don't know if Saifidi does to be honest. Ho- ho- hold on, no, Dan was good before he broke down. Yeah, I know we're talking. He's, yeah, I'm not saying he's not a great player. Convert. Like he is a great front rower, but uh, I, don't yeah. know. I you know think what? there's probably an, an option or two in front of him. Despite Paris, let's bad. hold that for later. Actually, yeah, we'll just just quickly. But despite Paris' poor form, I'd still probably pick Paulo over Vaughan at the moment. Bench. Okay. Oh, no, 100%. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. He, he, he's just he's the been first, the best of the... He, he's oh, the no. first player that pops in mind over That's form. not even That's discussion. But Newcastle now, obviously, they've set their sights for the him. finals. They rested Ponga and Barnett next week. Uh, last week, they've got them both coming back this week. So, they get, like, this is their tilt for the finals. They've got three to four weeks to absolutely peak and just do their best. So, the lift in urgency, I think, gets the Knights home. At you've the actually... You've outsmarted me because that's a good point. I think... Um, Intentions better than form, and I think the intention was give them a week off. But hey, boys, you get the week off, back. but we'll win by next week by 20. And 13 that's, plus, yeah. uh, I've got man of the match Ponga because he provides all the air spark pretty much. And first try scorer, Stafford Toa. And Tex playing six. Yes, I tell you I like what, it. Club Trove ID. Mm-hmm. Do a trip to Stockton while we're having a fishing trip. While we're fishing, get Mitch Barnett in for a club trove. While we're fishing, up. Mitch Barnett, if you're there. listening to this somehow, then um, Heat up. get in touch with the boys and we'll we'll go on a fishing trip with you and we'll we'll have an interview. Done. I'm actually going to start putting um, some clips up on Facebook, but um, it only took me a year to work that out. All right, let's work that out. Uh, let's get to our <laughs> punting disaster class where uh, how good's our Christmas party going to be, Barney? Because we're all not losing money out of our ass. Yeah, no, um Damo's at scratch. <laughs> Daggy's minus. Hang on, I'm on the wrong page. Here we go. Daggy's sitting at minus thirty-two dollars currently. Uh, Ollie's at minus thirty-five, and I'm at positive fifty-five just because I had one good bet <laughs> during night eighteen weeks of fucking betting. But I'm going to go. If you did with- winners, check out our uh, show us your tips on Facebook yeah. because the old Daggs are cleaned day. up again. That's part of Pro Racing Group, isn't it? Pro Group find, Racing. You can find yeah, them can find on them. YouTube, Facebook, which I found out during the week. Done so it for a job, but uh, yeah, fierce impact. No, I'm giving you a bit of hope. on her at nine dollars last week, and then today we uh, we found uh, Rock on Roxy or whatever his name was at eight dollars. Yeah, Rock was, on Roxy. Roxy. Well, yeah. A very very fat day, which yeah, paid for these rums. Yes. Um, all right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go the towel ups from the top five. So we've got Penrith, Souths, Melbourne Roosters, and Canberra, all at thirteen plus. At uh, $9. That's too short for 13 pluses. Because <laughs> one of them will go wrong. I don't know how much it is, but... Um, we'll jump on board. It's going to be... That's it's, fine. It's, it's, it's going to be something. Getting on that train. Brisbane 1 to 12, Justin Nolan 2 plus. I struggle to find a bet when there's such great margins between teams in a round. But I'm going to actually just uh, throw one out here. Uh Talk to your local corporate. Uh, this is just through Tab, and it's so obviously the shorts a lot, but a lot of the same game multis will offer better odds. But uh, Manu anytime try scorer into to, uh, Tupo anytime try scorer, you're getting around four dollars, three eighty four dollars. Uh, let's call it four dollars for the yeah, sake we'll of my bank account. Dollars, yep. uh, And I think they will both score a try in this game. And on the march on the East run home, I'm pretty proud of that bet. Um, I feel like if we had this time over, we'd both approach is our competition a lot differently. <laughs> Next year, we're going to have a tipping comp as well. So, 
I might, you do that? might even try run two. I'll have a free one and maybe no, a let's set up, entry. Um, yeah. no, we'll find, a, we'll find a we'll website. Check on ESPN. Yeah, they, find they a website. Yeah, the, the fairest one. And because I don't want to deal with all your tips, you're going to have to fucking... Ah, yeah, find the, a website. The interweb with, uh, with uh, fucking ESPN. But yeah, so we'll, we'll, get, uh, we'll get a free comp going and maybe a 10 or $20 fucking buy-in and see what we can do. Yep, throw it into the... Yeah, throw it in the kitty and we'll get a nice trophy as well. Um, pleasure, boys. It's been a long night. We're out of time. Ollie, thank you for joining That's us again. Pleasure I think always. you're. Uh, I think you've uh, just about made first grade now. You might be a permanent fixture now. Well, that's all. I miss. In fairness, I, I miss Damo and Trev. I just want to say, for one, I don't miss Damo. Trev's a 50-50. Miss Damo and Trev, I want to see him back soon. <laughs> you know what? And I don't, I'm just being a joke. I don't sorry, necessarily guys. mean on the pod. I just mean in general. I want to see him. Oh, they're nice human beings. Oh, I've got no so. problem with human beings. They're tremendous people. Or on the um, but I think, I think a, <laughs> it's always an honour and a privilege, as always, that you'd let me we love come you, on, Ollie. even after a few we runs. Do. So... Mariah often says yeah. that about about me when I wake up in the morning. It's an honour and privilege to wake up with you, but that's <laughs> that all can you clean up your fucking, fucking underwear? Fucking <laughs> when she brings you the the, th- the three course breakfast in bed, and oh, <laughs> we're still waiting. Uh, all right, before I get in trouble, we're going. Thank you for listening, Footy and Frothies again. We wrap this up. We'll be back next week to do it all again. If you have made it this far, whatever you're driving, hope you're safe. We love Enjoy you. the footy. Catch you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye.